Ahoy hoy. How you doing, pal? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. Coffee Doug, what's up, man? How's it going? Ah, uh, doing pretty good. Uh, I recently watched 976 Evil Deuce, and I would love to sit and talk about it with you. Dude, that sounds great. We did the first one together, but we got to have Chris on it. We got to get Chris. Of course. I'm sitting right here. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, that's what I forgot. <laughs> Well, well, maybe we got we got to have Sarah on too. I'm, I'm here too. I've, I've been doing Jello shots with you for like the last hour. Oh yeah, <laughs> we're all already here. All right, the gang's all here. The gang is all here. We watched nine seven six evil two. We watched it, so you don't have to. So you know what time it is. What's up, Moon Goons? Welcome to Horrible Horror, the podcast where we watch the worst of the worst in horror movies. Movies so bad they're scary. I'm your host, Marshall Hampton. Joining me today on our a very special super show, a super episode, if you will. Of course, it's my co-host, Mr. Aaron Southworth. Aaron, how are you doing? This, this is day? our 128th episode extravaganza. Yeah, because 128 is such a high. <laughs> fuck 150, yeah. fuck 120. We're doing 120. You know you've arrived when you've done 128. 128. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then joining us with us today again is our family, our extended family, our all-star guest lineup. We have Chris and Sarah Samples is back. As Woohoo! Hello, hello. Hey, guys. There you go. And, of course, the man, the myth, the legend. We finally got him back. Mr. Coffee, Doug. Hi, kids. Jones. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I'm excited to be here. Doug couldn't wait for the marshal to get through your name yeah, before you have like, to say hello. <laughs> orgasm. I was like, man, that just turned me on. You talking about me like you just, that. You just shot way too soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Imagine if that actually happened during like a ring intro. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah, today, very special episode, 976 Evil 2. But before we get to that, we're going to do something we've never done before. We just wrapped up our 2007-2018 Horrible Horror March Movie Madness Tournament of Awfulness. Nice. Which... That was the smoothest it's, I've ever heard it. It rolled right up. I had to concentrate so yeah. hard. Wow. So they've been listening to this, and it's like, man, you guys are all over the place with this damn tournament. You well, don't even know what it's called. You no. don't know where it's going. No. <laughs> it is. But apparently, now that it's over... Now that it's over, I finally got it. Yeah. Uh, but our winner was uh, Lake Fear 2. But it turned out this year that when we made the brackets, we had four movies remaining that couldn't make it into the brackets. So we, that left us with four actual good movies. So we figured, you know what? Why don't we actually pick a best of for the to, to, to our this past, we'll call unquote, season, if you will. So that movies are four choices here that we're going to kind of discuss and we're going to come to... A, Try to come to a consensus here. Which one do we think is the best movie of the season? Is uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child. Stage Fright, the newest remake with Meatloaf. Night of Something Strange and Knucklebones. So those were our top four movies of the last year. And I thought it'd be kind of fun to, like I said, just kind of pick, see which one was the best. And we, I know everybody's going to have different opinions. But, um, I mean, let's just start off with uh, the big one. 100th episode was Night Nightmare on Elm Street 5. That was the big one. That was the big episode. Um. 
that one got left out. I kind of wanted to put that in the tournament, though. I didn't really care for it, but, you know, it is a Nightmare movie, and I kind of gave the benefit of the doubt. But, um, so let's just kind of, I know, thoughts on Nightmare on Elm Street 5, uh, you know, take it away. Anybody who wants to this. So I'll go ahead and take kick it off. And I, I know we, we both were like, eh, should we put it in there, should we not? We decided not to because, honestly, I don't think it would last very long. It would be yeah. one of the very first ones mm-hmm. let me. But it really was not the best Freddy movie. Um, but, man, I... I did enjoy it. It would like when I watched it, it's still fun. It's still Freddy. It's still classic nightmare in Elm street. Like shtick. He says bitch more than anyone else in the world. And it's, it's a blast. Uh, so I, I enjoyed it. And even listening to the episode, going back and listening to it, I was like, man, that is kind of a fun movie. The effects are pretty decent, but God, the little kid. <laughs> School is out, Kruger. You know, Jacob. Like, oh, yeah, yes, Jacob. Jacob. That fucking kid. Jesus. <laughs> I, uh, I I, liked it. I felt like it probably would have done okay in the tournament had it not been. If, if you took that same story, that same premise, that same kind of thing, and you put it in. If it wasn't a Freddy and movie. And it wasn't Freddy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it would do well. I still don't think it would win. Mm-hmm. I still think maybe it'd get maybe past the first round of the tournament. I don't think it would go too you far. Know, that's actually a great point I ever thought. Like, if you took that whole plot and premise out of the Freddy universe and it was like a different antagonist, different killer, how well would it really hold up and people like it? Yeah. That's a great point because I, I never thought that way. I'd- See, I think I have nostalgia value, though. I think one reason I would put it forward is because it's Freddy. So even if it might not have been as good, I might be more liable to vote for that. Cause it's Freddy, that's personal, you know. Like it, it's not a great movie, but I liked it, you know. Well, yeah, I think just a legacy alone kind of would keep it out of the tournament. That's kind of what we ended up with. Yeah, Yeah, that's kind of what we went with. Um, So as we go along, we're probably gonna try to rank these. Um, In my, we'll talk about that. For me, Nightmare on Elm Street four five was the bottom of the four. That's my fourth Mm -hmm. pick for top of the year. I mean, does anybody else disagree with that or have it ranked differently in their opinion? Hmm. I. for me, it was at the bottom, but it's definitely not my last. I okay. mean, when I, I enjoyed that, I don't enjoy doing that episode so much. And again, it was this nostalgia. Oh, factor. yeah. I loved that. Um, it was fun to talk about. I just, it's definitely not my bottom because I guess maybe it is because it's part of that franchise. Now, I will say that after that episode, I went back and watched the rest of them. And I was like, oh, yeah, that movie was <laughs> 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 sucky. But, but even it's still Freddy. And, okay. You know, okay, let me ask Freddy's a question. How many times have you guys watched that in your life? That one, do you think? <sighs> Twice, maybe three times. I think I've seen it three times. Marshall, um, I'm thinking three or four because I know we watched the first time we saw it because yeah, that was mm-hmm. the two of us and, and our friend Ty. Um, and then I know I probably watched it at least twice for that episode. And I may have. I'm going to say maybe I saw it one other time. Chris and in, Sarah between all that, but I've seen it. Four, maybe five times, but that's also because I had small babies um, in October, <laughs> and, like during Halloween time, and so I would sit around late at night and watch AMC, and it was on a lot. So mm-hmm. I've seen it like I've seen the fourth and fifth one, like five times. Yeah. <laughs> at least three or four <laughs> times. I mean, I know I watched it twice for the podcast. And okay, I'd seen it before that. Yeah. See, just mm-hmm. in life, that was my fourth or fifth time watching it. So my thing is, anytime you're gonna watch a movie four or five times in your life for whatever reasons, it's it has something. It has something, it, it has it, yeah. something there that you are cool with sitting through. It's a good point. 
It's a good point. But so I don't agree with the bottom uh, of the barrel. I'm going to have well, honestly, for me, out of the three, uh, probably out of the four that we're going to be doing, that's the one that is on the bottom for me. So, so I'm Aaron, ranking, I agree. So okay. let's let's go around and rank, you know, right, Freddie, uh, like you said, or should we wait to the end? Well, we want to wait. Let's just wait. Let's just wait. All right. Wait. Um, okay. The next, let's talk, but let's knock stage fright out of the out of the way. Um, now this one, Sarah was on that episode with me. Uh, and we loved it, but I will admit, <laughs> we said it before. I said it's such a limited, like such a niche, like limited target audience yeah. that's really going to appreciate the movie for what it is. That's really going to hurt its overall, I think, standing. But I personally love the movie, and I watched it again recently for this, and still loved it. I'm like, man, that's so good, like so much fun. The people who don't love it because it's something unique or musical are philistines. <laughs> <laughs> Philistines, I say. I enjoyed it. It was a lot of did fun. You? Fucking meatloaf is awesome. I, well, I wasn't I, sure if you were gonna like that one or not. Yeah. I'm glad you did. You it's, it's well, it's it's unique. It's a musical. It has the breaks out in the song and dance. I mean, it's it it take it. It's fun. Yeah, it's a fun murder mystery. It almost has like a little touch of like. I mean, it doesn't borrow from Family Opera, but still kind of makes you kind of like with the theater and the yes, stage exactly. and the presentation. It kind of makes you think about that. It's like. I liked it. I had a lot of fun. And the music that's like one note off from being copyrighted. Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> I, mean, that I think that I think that the music was really well done. Oh, music stuck great. with you. Now, I will say, I will admit that, you know, again, I loved it because it hit on like every theater nerdy thing ever, and that's totally me. There was a period of time, you know, you got that first kill, which was really yeah. brutal and well done, and then you didn't get a kill for a long time. There was no nudity. There was no sex because it was all about like underage camping kids. Yeah. But it was comedy alongside with nostalgia, alongside with really brutal, brutal killing. Yeah, the kills were great. They yeah. had some really good kills yeah, in that the movie. the end of it just mm-hmm. ramped up. And yeah. it. You brought up a good point, though, with it being at a camp. Usually they can st- a camp horror movie will still have shower scenes yeah. and stuff. They didn't have, you're right. Yeah, they well, didn't rely on that at all. The wow. Campers aren't like all high, the, the campers range from like, Probably like sixth grade, eighth grade up to like high school. Yeah. So I mean, it's, um, but It'd yeah. Be wrong to see. <laughs> it would be wrong. I mean, I mean maybe. I will bit, say though, you, the star you do when she's in the course at the end of their tits pushed up to her chin oh, yeah. looks amazing. <laughs> I mean, there's a little bit of that. So hot. They so they're they're gonna, they're gonna they're gonna you know tease give, you. Give tease it you. a little nod like hey we know we will butter your bread a little bit. Mm-hmm. But the the break like she said uh, you know you get that immediate first real horrific kill. Yes. And then there's like a break in the kill. A song aspect. break, if you will. <laughs> yeah. The song's dance didn't bother me. It was just it, it took me out of it with the the lull there, like the the, the build of the, the build story, up. and then like it just took forever to kind of deliver. Yeah, th- I mean it's not uncommon horror movies, but with that one, I could see why it would bother some people. Yeah. Um, and what were your thoughts, Doug? Did you get around, you watched it? Uh, I liked it a lot because I didn't expect it. I had started that movie with a friend like a year and a half or two years ago, and they didn't like it at all. <laughs> so we shut it off, and I was always like, okay, I'll get back to it. But watching it this time for you guys, uh, I liked that I could recommend it to somebody that loves musicals and maybe not horror, and then vice yeah. versa, horror, maybe not music. And that could backfire. They could be like, oh, God, this because like you guys said, I don't know who they wanted to market this to, but it's impossible. (laughs) But you could recommend it to people and like, you might really dig this, you know? Um, Yeah, I I really enjoyed this one. It seems like they really marketed towards people in the theater, theater geeks. More than horror, yes, for sure. But it was, you know, it's a a good comment. It's like, hey, theater geeks, here's our theater 
a horror movie, you know? And, yeah. And I liked them. Um, he even touched on the, like the the fact that there's a lot of gays in, in, in theater too, which which was great, you know. I mean, it, it's true. It's true. It <laughs> so took, it took every theater stereotype and just oh, dropped Easter yes. eggs on us over and yes. over again. It was just like, well, here they're referencing this, and here they're referencing. Yeah, it. It like was, if you don't know, there's a lot of stuff they'll go really over. People well. says that they won't get, but if you're in that environment, you know, I mean, you're, there's a lot of stuff there that you can be pick up on. And be like, oh, there's, and then it's like this puts a smile on your face because it makes you laugh at yourself because. Like we sat there during the episode and talked about how much like we did that dumbass shit. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. And or if you didn't, you know somebody who did. Um, but and they homaged a lot of horror movies, if I remember right, they which did. I'm sure you guys talked about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's kind of neat. There were some pretty good references, like uh, Hellraiser and Leatherface, Sex Chainsaw yep. Massacre, mm-hmm. and a few other horror movies. Um, but when it comes down to it, as much as I personally love it, again, because it is such a weird, unique movie, I put it at my at number three, which pained me just, but only because of the fact that it's probably not for everybody. So I had to take that right. in consideration. I put that as my third. All right. Well, we'll hear the next. So what's the next movie? Uh, well, um, well, you didn't. Let's. Let's do Knuckle Bones. Do, say, yeah. Doug's been I'll tell you where it. I rank this fucking movie, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. Zero. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's do Knuckle Bones. Um, this one. Um, was this was a big surprise for me? I I went. I remember going into this one thing, and it was going to be a shitty movie, and trying to be one of my favorites. I loved this movie. Um, I thought the kills were really really good. I thought uh, it was fun. The girls were insanely hot. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it was. Just, <laughs> I don't know. There was a lot of craziness in the movie. And the kills were good. I was thought it'd be a very pleasant surprise for what I was expecting. Um, Sarah's shaking her head no, but uh, Sarah, let's hear your thoughts. Yeah. I hated this movie. <laughs> I, I, okay, I wouldn't say I hated it honestly because, I mean, it. I liked the end, but the whole part. There's this whole part where there's a suicide. She commits wants to try to commit suicide. That whole bullshit is not necessary, and it just basically highlights some of the really shitty acting, like. If they would have done away with that, then it wouldn't have mattered because all you would have seen were the big ass tits that like were incredible and, you know, and all that stuff. And then the kills were good. I will admit the kills were good. I had a problem with the fact that this was supposed to be like some kind of a demon being brought back to life. And it looked to me like a guy wearing a Johnny Brock's costume. Um. Like he looked like a homeless guy with like rags on a mask. And that kind of threw me off because I was like. But he's a demon that like killed Nazis with a gun and like <laughs> things like that. So I had, and it so it shocks me honestly that you liked it. So I, much I I shocked myself, but I really did. It had a lot because you guys also I listened to. I think that's part of it too. I listened to the podcast and I was like, oh my god, <laughs> this movie is gonna be great. And then I watched it and I was like. Wow! Like, <laughs> why'd you cut your hand off, girl? Like, why'd you do that? Like, oh, we commented. Just, I remember commenting on that yeah, specifically, but yeah. So, as much as I, I shouldn't have said I hate it because it really wasn't like terrible, terrible. I just think that it was probably low budget. They did a good job for what that was, but I think they could have just knocked some stuff out and kept to like the really violent kills, like slicing that chick in half and mm-hmm. one of the best kills. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. I mean, that was an epic kill. That that was a good scene, but it's like eh, at the end of the day, I was like, this guy really isn't scary to me. Meh. I I enjoyed it. He he had some wisecracks. He had some good one-liners. Yeah. And honestly, what turned me on right when the movie started is they had a decent opening. 
with the Nazi, like, back in the day, like, the Nazi control room. Nazis. And I'm like, okay, fuck Nazis. And that's my first thought. I was like, boo, bad guys. All right, so this is going to be a Nazi demon. I hate this demon already. But the demon comes back, and he kills the Nazis. And I'm like, all right, go, knuckle bones, go. So right off the bat, I'm like, got, like, a different, like, look on this guy. And that's just his job, just killing motherfuckers. So he's just working. Working for a living. He's just trying to get by. But I like, they they did a good job of, like, explaining how the stuff got to Texas and how all the stuff got there. And and they they kept you, they give you little nibbles the whole way explaining it along. So it wasn't, because so many movies we watch were like, what the fuck does that mean? How, that doesn't make any sense. And whenever you're asking, well, that's it making sense, then they drop a little nugget. Like, oh, that explains it. Oh, that explains it. Oh, that explains it. They did do a very good job of that. That way it keeps you hooked onto the movie the whole way you go through. Plus boobs. I know. So, yeah. Chris? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I thought the acting was subpar, honestly. But uh, there was a lot of action. The kills were good. And I I did like the twist at the end where, like... even though she had to cut off her own hand to do it, but she used it as like a weapon. Yeah. You know, that she finds out that, uh, you know, in the beginning with her fiance breaks up with her. And then at the end, it turns out like her best friend was like the bitch. That, and then she uh, unleashes knuckle bones on them. And I thought, that, oh man, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. yeah. I did like the ending. Yeah. yeah. Um, Although I did like one part that was so weird in the very beginning when he, before he breaks up with the girl in the very beginning, he goes through the whole elaborate date yeah. of going yeah. on a date, playing games, everything. I got you this giant bear. There's By giant, the way, giant elephant. It's like, it's like <laughs> as big as she is. We're breaking up. So well, I also will say, I mean, she had like the worst mom on the planet. Oh, though. oh yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Okay, so her daughter's trying to commit suicide. Yeah, go ahead and go out with your friends. No problem. Take, take all, all these, your pain Take all these pain you. pills no with problem. you. Well, technically, go enjoy yourself. You know? Technically, she snuck out. The mom didn't like her. She snuck out. And I don't think she took right, the pill. Sorry, but, but she didn't like notice she was gone. Right. I still, I still, and then instead of going out looking for help, she basically drinks herself yeah. into a coma. Yeah, she gets <laughs> fucked up and like passes out. I think I said that on the podcast. I'm like, that's yeah. Suicide Watch 101. Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with this lady? You did. You did. I went back and listened. Well, and so that's a good point, though. I feel, I mean, that was funny to talk about, but I feel like the mom character was so unbelievable because it looked like it could be her sister. And like, they were just trying to put another hot chick in it, which I get, but it's like, if they would have cut that and just been like four idiotic kids go to a warehouse or five kids yeah. go to a warehouse yeah. and un, you know Nazis like I think I would have been like a little bit more but just that one guy being like my wife is kind of bible and it just I, <laughs> it kind of took me out though without that breakup then you don't have that twist at the end which that's true really that's true like. now uh, full disclosure to all the fans I didn't watch this movie. Uh, <laughs> well, I tried. Didn't do his homework. I didn't do my homework, and I tried and tried. I tried. Told them earlier. I tried multiple times to watch the movie, and I I couldn't make it happen because it wasn't available as all the other ones are, whether Amazon, Netflix, Hulu, you know, like. Uh, however, so my goal was listening to all of you talk, deciding whether I will watch this movie later oh. now that I don't have to. I don't have to watch this, even though I love horror. Uh, and I am absolutely going to watch it because the the you three guys like yeah. said enough to make me like, I think I'm going to like it. But then it's got enough critique from Sarah where I'm like, OK, I'm not expecting something totally awesome. I won't be let down. 
I'll probably have a couple bourbons and then press play <laughs> and see where my night goes. Perfect. So, yeah, that's my that's my thoughts. All right. Uh, so that brings us to our last um, movie up for the, the championship, I guess, or the title, Best Of. Uh, that, night of Something Strange. Now, this... <laughs> Well, it lives up to its title for sure. It's definitely uh, strange. Uh, this was uh, one that Chris was jo- joined us on the original episode for that one. Um, and this movie was just so insane yeah. that it's almost beyond words. And it's you can't really even talk about it. It's one of those things you just have to see for yourself to fully experience. But we did all like it. I remember that. It was mm-hmm. one that we all loved. Um, so this movie... Turns on the car, puts it in gear, hits the pedal, and doesn't let off the gas yeah, until the yeah. very end. Yep, yeah, yeah, that's a good I mean, analogy it just for it. Balls out the entire time. Sometimes literally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> balls. That's that's a great way of putting it, and I I totally agree. Uh, as soon as the movie, I mean, we we start with necrophilia, oh. like <laughs> aggressive necrophilia, uh, by um, very aggressive uh, Wayne Johnson. Yeah, Wayne so, W. Johnson. Wayne W. Johnson, who uh, we've interviewed, also friend of the show. Um, so yeah, he, and he also Cornelius steals the show. Also, he really that that honestly, Wayne Johnson helps make the movie. Yes, mm-hmm. his he, the guy is so into the character it's so aggressive everything he does is just with such like energy the other zombies the other characters the other like the, the telescopic dick zombie the <laughs> the 3d the dick, smoking yeah. zombie the couple other different zombies or, or infected or whatever you want to call them they're good but fucking wayne johnson the cornelius character fucking nails it he owned yeah it. it's yep, so yep. good yeah he owned it so when, when he helps sell this a lot and, but the writing's good. The characters are great. I love the fact that they name him after Freddie, Jason, Carrie, <laughs> yeah. Christine. You know, it's it's got enough. It's got so much good enough humor, good gore, the perfect combination for an indie film. Dude, fucking the, lights out. The blood spray in that movie is <laughs> fucking off the charts. Awesome. It's intense. It's. I mean, there are so many. There are so many times in that movie where you're just like. Oh, like I think Chris threw up in his mouth during the podcast like five times and then watching it with him was kind of hard too. But I mean, yeah, there's a lot of moments where you're like, that is so wrong. Like this is so, oh, but it's kind of, it's done so well that you're yeah. like, I mean, there's a vagina that like talks like that. vagina dentata. Yeah. No, it doesn't say, yeah. eat me. We compared it to the, uh, we call it the Vagilar pit, right? Yes, the Vagilar pit. <laughs> the Vagilag, the Sarlacc pit. The yeah, Vagilag pit. Vagilag. It, it says, fuck me, I think it says, fuck me. <laughs> I don't know, I just, that affected me. I don't uh, remember because I, I couldn't hear myself, I couldn't hear the TV over me screaming. <laughs> I was going, ah! ah, ah! <laughs> <laughs> I think that movie too, it had a it had elements of what all of these movies had. It had comedy mm-hmm. that was really well done. It had good production value. It had so many kills. It was shocking. It had so much over the top sex, and then it, t- you know, it just touched on like all of these other genres and nostalgia type things that, like little, you know, with those little Easter eggs. Uh, that, yeah, and then you know, ovaries that look like. Yeah, fuzzy dice. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about those. There were times in this <laughs> movie welcome. where it just turned me off to oh, where yeah. I was like, 
okay, I'm not liking this. And then three minutes later, I was like, well, motherfucker, like this is hilarious. Or, or like, why did they think to even do that? And I loved it. So it was like a roller coaster for well, me. Yeah, I remember, like, I went back and listened to the original episode we did, and I know I was on the fence because there was so much, like, rape, rape. in this movie. Yeah. And I was like, God, it's good, but the rape really bothers me. <laughs> so like, rape. I couldn't commit to, like, liking yeah. it. Yeah. But I watched it again. So that's what I, my second thing I was going to say is I need to give it a second watch. What did you think the second time around? Well, I mean, originally I watched it twice for the original podcast. Oh. And then we watched it again. Yeah, I I mean, it's still, obviously the, yeah. the top rape is still there. But the, just, again, like the fact that it just doesn't let up the entire time and there's enough uh, other little things that are awesome in it kind of overshadows the but, violent rape. But even <laughs> all the awesomeness overshadows the rape. <laughs> We're going to have to quip hate. just that sentence. <laughs> when when Chris runs for Congress. I don't know, I don't know how to like say it PC. When, no, you know, no, yeah. Well, there was equal opportunity rape. And there you was. Guys even there said was. that because, you know, it, it was girls and boys. It wasn't like your standard, you know, Asian and movie none of it is attractive. And no, a lot of times no, it's no. like them peeing on one of them or doing something <laughs> weird. Yeah. Just the as long as the gets. fluids get there, then you get all like infected. <laughs> I guess that that's the if you get fluided, you're infected. <laughs> I love listening to that episode so much because like you guys quoted. So like Chris said on air. I don't have a vagina, but if I did, like things like that, like, like the way you guys talked about the tampon, it was like, oh, like you, you were just like, ew, and like you argued about butt cheeks and uh, it was so, so great to listen to. Yeah, regardless. I don't have a vagina, but if I did, but if I did, I would not pee in that toilet. Yes, oh. when she was. Uh, Oh, Christine so or awesome. which one of us she was like going to sit on that toilet like bitch piss in the sink yeah. <laughs> don't sit on that don't do that or outside in the woods like anybody does <laughs> camping <but> yeah <laughs> alright so um well let, let's try to come to a census now it's gonna be hard um I think I've probably changed one of my rankings here but uh if we want to pick a, a fourth one are we I mean what what do we say number four? What is your four to one? My, my four to one is Nightmare on Elm Street five, Stage Fright, and originally I had Night Something Strange and then Knuckle Bones number one. But the more I don't know the way we're talking, it's it's hard because I'm talking about the movie so much. It's so goddamn fun to talk right. about because it's so crazy. But I'm like I don't know. I really enjoyed Knuckle Bones. Night Something Strange is insane, but I don't. I don't know. It's kind of a one a one one a type thing for me. It's it's tough. Um, so that's where I don't know. I'm I'm there. I'm, um, Aaron, where what are you? Aaron's dribbling jello shots. Jello shots over. all over my shirt. <laughs> Aaron needs a horrible horror bib. I do. <laughs> <laughs> like the lobster bib. So my my four to one. Number four, Nightmare on Elm Street. Number three, Knuckle Bones. Number two, Stage Fright. I had a lot of fun with that one because it's unique. It's so different and so. It, it was so much fun. Yeah. Number one, it was obviously Night of Something Strange. That was my number one. Mm-hmm. So it goes Nightmare on Elm Street for number four. Okay. Knuckle Bones number three. Uh, stage Fright number two. And I'm cool with that too. I'm, glad, number, I'm really, yeah. I did not think you were going to like Stage Fright. It really cool surprised me that he put it up number two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like I said, I put mine in three just because of the fact it was so, it's so limited in range. But 
What do you guys think? I'm going to say, thanks for letting me go next, but I will say that uh, I kind of I agree with Aaron. I originally was going to put Knuckle Bones as my number four <clears throat> and Nightmare on Elm Street as my number three, but I'm willing to flip those because of the things we've talked about too. And when I went back and listened to the podcast, the 100th episode, I really hated that whole babies can dream yeah. bullshit. <laughs> and that made me so angry. I was like, I was really mad about that. Oh, and the fact so, that she's like, she's supposed to be pregnant and the oh, baby's yeah. like, yeah. like, like baby it's like just like brand new pregnant. Grain. But now so she's like nine months pregnant oh, yeah. with no baby bump yeah. at all. Yeah. It's, so I, w- I, I agree with Aaron. I'm going to, not to you know piggyback, but I'm going to say Aaron because I definitely wanted to put Stage Fright as my number two, knowing that a lot of people wouldn't do that. But uh, to be honest, that's my number two. It's fun. And then Night of Something Strange because Night of Something Strange, like I said, combined a little bit of what Knucklebones was and what Stage Fright was for me. And so, again, the rape, but it has to be number one. Awesome. <laughs> All right. No, that's, that's great. I'm liking this. What, what do you say, Chris? Well, I'm putting stage right at number four, unfortunately. Okay. And I mean, other than the fact there's that lull in between and the song and dance wasn't bad, but it's just not my thing. Mm. Uh, I had a hard time picking between uh, Nightmare on Elm Street and Knuckle Bones, two and three. The Legacy wanted me to put it at number two, but I did enjoy Knuckle Bones. So I think I'm going three at, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street, Knuckle Bones, and then Night of Strange. Strange. Because it just doesn't let up. It's Mm. just... It's all, in all four of those, that was the best movie in my opinion. <laughs> uh, Doug, I know you didn't see Knuckle Bones, but what what would you? What's your? Um, I'm giving Knuckle Bones four only because <laughs> of the availability for me, but um, that's not a fair judgment. Uh, in talking with you, I've moved Nightmare on Elm Street to number three. That might have been a little higher, but it was like I said, nostalgia and Freddy, and but it is really if you think about. Uh, just the overall, I hate that that's where they went with Alice's story because they almost made her cooler than Nancy in part four for me. How and they, dare they? they? But they almost did, but they didn't finish it well. That's a great point. They finished you know? Nancy in part three. They did not finish Alice. They never finished yeah, her. they so. never come back to the... No. You know, yeah. So that gets a three. Um, and then two, I'm going to do Night of Something Strange. Uh, which might have been, I feel like that will be my number one after I watch it another two times. Uh, but Stage Fright <laughs> is my number one because it surprised me. It's a musical and it's horror. Awesome. And it really, I really loved it the whole way through. And I was like, I want to, if I had a vinyl of those songs, I would have fun with it. Those songs um, get so stuck in your head. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I watched it like just a few days ago, getting get ready for this. And for like the next two days, I'm walking around my house saying, I'm gay, I'm gay, oh, but yeah. not in that way. <laughs> yeah. I did that too. And I'm like, I did it that too. gets stuck in your head so so much and the and mu- it sticks with you. The music production was good. I'm not it a musical guy, so but but I very much agree with Chris that the whole time watching, I was like, man, this isn't a slasher movie really until it is like when the killer's killing, but he never really kills kind of thing. So, right. but yeah, that I mean, it surprised me. I liked it. I know I'll watch that again. So that's where I'm at. Okay, so if I take everything that we just in, uh, into account and kind of do an average of where everything fell. Uh, I think we uh, let's see if we can all agree with this. Our, our final kind of ranking is Nightmare on Elm Street is four, Knuckle Bones at three, Stage Fright number two, and the biggest consensus that our best of this season was Night of Something Strange. Yep. That's yeah, that's going to seem to be yeah. closed yeah, out. I agree with yeah. that. Yeah. All yeah. right. Well, there you go. Uh, 
Hopefully that was entertaining for you guys. It was, uh, you know, so there you go. No for the, fast forward for the 2017 2018 season. Night of Something Strange was the best movie we saw. Yeah, there you your, go. Your certificate is in the mail. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta say, I'm also so I'm very happy. Like I'm so like almost proud, even though I have nothing to do with it. But I'm so proud that Stage Fright got such a good I review. Know. So, yeah. so, so high as it was, I didn't think I wasn't expecting that. Me either. Um, but yay for Stage Fright. Um, <laughs> but now that that's all done, let's actually get to our real movie. The, the movie for this week, 976 Evil 2. The movie proper. The movie proper. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so we, we did 976 <laughs> Evil, and we had... Good job saying that. Thank I know you. that was yeah. a struggle. It was. Yeah, before we started recording, Aaron could not get the name right. He was like 967-87309. He could yeah. not get 976 yeah. at all. Free number. Yeah. I even started saying Jesse's girl. Yeah. And people were confused. So, yeah, it was it was a big mess. But that movie we did, the podcast, we had Marshall, Coffee Dog, and Chris. Uh, and we're like, well, we need to bring everyone back together to do the sequel. And, of course... Sarah's been so awesome and instrumental in horrible horror. We gotta have we have to have well, Sarah too. And I watched the original. Oh, did nine seven? I loved that movie. I was really disappointed that it angered you so much. <laughs> <laughs> I like, okay, I mean that was awkward sex, and you know that didn't make sense. And fish fell from the sky, but I really, <laughs> I really laughed. But a lot. I can look I over that. Really, you know, fish falling from the sky. I it's thought okay. it was pretty funny. I don't know. I kind I kind of liked it. I just kept saying it's the eighties. You use street toughs more than yes, I, I did. Count. Yes, I did. And Doug I, even commented on that. Yes, it was a great episode to listen to, and that was a. a great thing to watch so thanks for inviting me back yeah it was a fun episode yeah it was it was our first uh fatal four-way i was gonna say yeah first four-way oh yeah fearsome foursome <laughs> now we have a petrifying pentagon uh, uh, anybody else petrifying pentagon uh, <laughs> I'll, go, right. I'll go along with it I'll take yeah it. Sarah could be like our manager. <laughs> I gotta get some boobies. Like in wrestling. Gotta... No way, no way. She's part of the team. Yeah. She's part of the team. She's not a manager. She's part of the pe- the petrifying Pentagon. <laughs> so we're like a stable. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We do a I do have a Krav Maga uh, koozie here. So. She does. She, she does. Just watch out. <laughs> she, she will dirty. kick all of our asses. <laughs> Only because I'll just kick you in the nuts. I, mean, I wouldn't do that. No. And really, that's all you got to do. I mean, uh, so nine seven six evil two. It's uh, released in the summer of nineteen ninety one. Written by four people, so you you know right now we're in for a good start. It's a lot of cooks four. in the kitchen. <laughs> uh, Eric Andrew, Rick Glassman, Brian Hegland, and Rhett Topham, and directed by our friend. Coming back to the show one more time, Mr. Jim Wynorski. Jim Wynorski. Jim Wynorski. Jimmy. Uh, now, this guy, uh, he's 103 credits, directing credits alone. Uh, and just like our Hall of Famer, David DiCatio, he has done a ton of softcore porn movies <laughs> under various names like H.R. Blueberry, Sam Peppermint, <laughs> Rip Masters, and others. And it just goes on and on. I love H.R. Blueberry. That's my favorite. <laughs> Blueberry. I love that one and Rip Masters. Rip Masters is good, too. Um, but so, the Blueberry is so I know, it's weird. So weird. I stand corrected because uh, when we did, I think it was Breeders, or the last David DiCaccio movie we did, I was talking about how um, I was showing on Showtime and I found a bunch of these softcore movies. And that it wasn't DiCaccio's. It was Rynorski shit. Oh, because oh, yeah. it, it was Blueberry. It was HR Bluesberry's work. Yeah, I, I like, listened oh. to that. I listened to that podcast. And yeah, Marshall 
way to cover. Yeah. Research for the show, right? Get your facts right on your softcore porn directors. Sorry, those two guys have so many damn aliases, I can't keep them straight. Uh, but besides the softcore porn, he's, he's he has done movies like Ghoulies 4, Munchie Strikes Back, Sorority House Massacre 2, Return of Swamp Thing, and one of our personal favorites here on the show, Chopping Maw, was his uh, big... Oh, that was... Thing. Sarah was on Clam. That. I love yeah, that movie Clam, so Clam. much. That was great. Um... The cast for this, um, eh, we'll talk about a few people, but uh, first off, our main guy, Spike, he's played by Patrick O'Brien. He's the same guy who was in the first he's movie. Back, he's baby. back, baby. He's back. Spike. <laughs> he's the only returning character. Uh, then we have our main girl, Robin, played by Debbie James. Really nothing mentioned about her, except for some fun facts that she was a Miss USA finalist, Ooh. and she was the winner. She won one of the episodes of Star Search, that old oh. show back in, way back in the that day. I think she was also uh, in Bon Jovi's uh, Bon Jovi music video. She might have been oh. in a music video. Yeah, I think so. Wow. Um, Chris we... knows his Bon Jovi. Come on, Marshall. <laughs> I mean, don't, don't gloss over <laughs> the Jovi. Um, uh, somebody named Taylor in the movie is played uh, by Philip McKeon. Uh, I only wrote, down, wrote him down because he also was in Ghoulies 4 and Return to Horror High, so some other movies we've done. And let's see, uh, two more people I mentioned is uh, Terrell, played by George Buckflowers. Now, this motherfucker has got 159 credits, including classics as Back to the Future 1 and 2, They Live, The Fog, Wishmaster, Village of the Damned, Waxwork 2, Puppet Master 2, Cheerleader Camp, Pumpkinhead, Maniac Cop, and... He also played a jan- the janitor in Sorority Babes and the Slimeball Bolorama. Yes, he did. Nice. Is this the bum? The the homeless yeah. guy? Or- okay, yeah. Janitor. Oh, okay. No, no, no. In the- oh, in this movie, he was he's, a janitor. He's, he's a janitor. the janitor. Or the janitor. He's the homeless guy in Back to the Future. Yes. yes. Right. Oh, right. now that you Back to the Future, okay. yeah. He's I knew guy. he looked familiar. I didn't look he, him he, up. He was but- his, what he would say, because he's in all three of them, crazy drunk driver. <laughs> <laughs> She, and, was in, uh, she was in Bon Jovi's Bad Medicine. Oh, well, thank oh. you. There you go. <laughs> yeah. um, and lastly, we have Agnes, who you never even hear her name, but she's named. She has a name played by Brigitte Nielsen. Oh. Uh, Say that again? Oh, yeah. Brigitte. Brigitte. <laughs> Brigitte. Brigitte. Uh, she got 39 credits. Now, I didn't realize this at the time, but she was Red Sonia in Red Sonia, which what? I loved yeah. that. You movie. didn't know that? I because I was so used to seeing her as a blonde. And the, when oh, I was no. when I was a kid growing up, like she was a redhead. I was like, I was like, oh, I'm, man, I loved it. I'm stunned that yeah. you That's, didn't know this. <laughs> I remember that movie, but how was that? Was that Conan's sister? No, no. It, it, it is the barbarian-esque movie. Yeah. And, they, and Arnold was in Arnold it was as, there, right? as a barbarian. Barbe- he wasn't Conan. He wasn't a Conan oh. movie. He was just a barbarian. He's not Conan in that movie. No, no. I don't think you guys so. just changed everything. Sorry. I thought those were just movies that crossed over. No, I'm pretty yeah, yeah. sure. I'm pretty sure he's wow. not Conan in that movie. Of course, they piggybacked on the fact Dirt that he that was Conan. That was yeah. Conan, but it wasn't Conan the Barbarian. Wow. Yeah. It was I, just I loved that movie as a kid. I, one of my favorites. Um, she was also in Beverly Hills Cop Two, Chained Heat Two, and then some Sylvester Stallone movies. She was in Cobra. And oh. Rocky Four. Well, she was married. Married, was, yes. Yeah, thank you. You are. She was married to Sylvester Stallone oh, from 85 to 87, and Rocky Four came out in 1985. Um, another thing interesting about her, this is I thought was really cool. Uh, it didn't never happen, but think about it. It'd be pretty cool. Uh, the now bankrupt New World Studios hired her to pose for promotional photos highlighting the Marvel Comics character She-Hulk in 1989 oh. to distribute as a possible movie. 
Uh, so the pictures apparently garnished a lot of fan interest, that, but obviously it failed, never getting enough financial back at the time because, you know, obviously at the time, comic books weren't the thing. But uh, she was going to be, I guess, She-Hulk. That's interesting. Well, she's like 6'2". Yeah, she's six, yeah, she's a tall girl. She's, she's a tall, big bitch. She's a big... And please, <laughs> while we're still on the subject... Does anyone remember the TV, the reality TV show oh, Flavor of I was Love? Say, my, she yeah, she's she the one who was like married to Flavor yeah. Flav. I was about yeah. to say, didn't yeah. she marry Flavor Flav? Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was actually a spinoff from the. Um, they were together on that celebrity, whatever it was. Yeah, know? Celebrity but Big Brother, Celebrity Apprentice. Ridiculous! It was a VH1 show. Uh, remember, China was on that. Mini Me was in it. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't the same season. Okay. okay. Mini Me was on it with China. Remember, in China was like oh, fucked up yeah. every, all the time. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It was like one of those like B list things, like Survival of the B list artists. I think like Ron like Jeremy that. did an episode, like yeah. one of the like Stephen Adrian Baldwin Curry or something was in that. Yeah, that I forget show. what it's called, but I remember uh, it. Yeah. Peter Brady. Okay, let stop. I just want to say that she's married to fucking Flavor Flav. Yeah. Flav. <laughs> Flav for like five Flav. seconds. Boy! <laughs> How hilarious quite, is that? Quite the step down from Stallone. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe uh, not. Um, so let's uh, let's move into the movie itself now. Uh, we the movie opens with this girl swimming in a giant like Olympic sized pool. <laughs> I love the way it opens. It's just an underground shot of the water, and she dives in. I like that opening. It's kind of cool. And uh, as she swims around, the fo- uh, phone hanging on the wall begins to ring. And we cut to the girl. She's taking a shower in the locker room now. The lights begin to flicker. The girl thinks it's someone named Nancy. So she's like, Nancy, is that you? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, not getting a response. She throws on a shirt and a towel and starts to walk around the locker room looking for whoever is messing around with the lights. Um, and she does take a minute or two to stop and get her panties out of her locker and put them on. The longest panty put on ever. (laughs) (laughs) They were those silky, like, high-waisted panties that you used to wear in the 90s. I mean, you guys didn't used to wear them, but... Working out in locker rooms, like, that's the most awkward thing is trying to get your Uh, underwear on as fast as you can. (laughs) My dick and balls are hanging out. I just want to put them on real fast. She takes... Her time. Well, well she yeah. is the only one there. there. There's yeah. nobody there. And I will say that this movie then, of course, in that scene, hooks everybody with the full frontal scene. Yeah, well, absolutely. Was it full frontal or just boobs? Well, just boobs. Just boobs. Okay. I, was I think you get ass and boobs. He would know. Ass and boobs. <laughs> ass, and titties, ass and titties. T- ass and titties. Oh, you need. I got to admit, though, when she pulled them out of the bag at first, I, I know that sir explained that they were silky panties. They were so but they look dirty. I was like, "Are those dirty panties?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna keep saying panties. Well, she probably wore them earlier that day and then took them off to put her swimsuit right. on. So she, they're probably anyway. Um, <laughs> I don't know why we're talking about that. Hashtag but panties. Um, now she uh, she she pulls on a towel that was like hanging up next to her, like on like a shower stall, and staying behind there is some man in the shadows. Now we don't see get a good look at the man's face yet, um, but. The girl sees him, and she hauls ass out of the locker room screaming. She screams for help. She runs down some hallway. She reaches the double doors that lead out. Uh-oh, they're locked. Uh, so, boop, to the other end of the hall. <laughs> and she goes. Uh, the lo- This hallway is lined with lockers, too, by the way. So, at this point, I'm like, okay, I guess it's a high school. It feels like she's school. running around in a high school. Yeah. This doesn't yeah. feel like a college. Exactly. It's like an Olympic-sized pool. What? Yeah, we, we come to, we'll find out in a minute, it's supposed to be a community college. <laughs> But right. it looks like a goddamn high school with an Olympic pool in it, which I was is bullshit. Say, what, what community college can afford a pool that, that big? Size? Yeah, fuck Swixer, you don't have it. <laughs> I, I have to comment the way she's running. 
is <laughs> so awkward. Did anyone else notice yes. this? Because she she's, shoes on. she's got her shirt on. She's got her panties on. So she's got clothes. And I understand you don't have any shoes on, but she's like <laughs> scooting her little feet just like as fast as you can, like shuffling. She's basically shuffle running. Duck it's walk. the weirdest like run. And she's screaming the whole time. Ha, 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 ha. Shuffle, 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 shuffle. It's really awkward looking the whole time. Um, it, no, Aaron, it's totally true. It is a weird looking run. Uh, but so she gets another set of double doors and they, they open, but only partially. And she tries to squeeze through like this opening, but she can't make it. So she sees the shadow of the man at the end of the hallway coming towards her. She takes off running down another hallway. So lots of fucking hallways for you hallway lovers out there. And, yeah. uh, she runs into the community th- college's theater, which is set up and currently playing Faust. Which, of course, is actually kind of suiting for this because Faust is about a man who makes a deal with the devil. And the whole right. premise of the first 976 Evil is you kind of make a deal with the devil. Oh, it really has no part in this movie really later coming up. I got to admit, when she runs in there and she runs up, that shot is really good. It's a good shot. Uh, she runs up to a stage and behind the curtains and she finds herself on the set, which, by the way, is way too fucking big to be on the stage we just saw her Did run it? up on. <laughs> it's huge. And it's live. It's like a yeah. live yeah. set. Yeah. Like the whole, everything's going, all yeah. the smoke effects. Of, there's fire, pyro, full pyrotechnics yeah. going yeah. on. It's like yeah. somebody, like the prop manager's like, oh, fuck it. You know, just, just, just he left leaves everything on. Everything, <laughs> on. everything. And it's like 10 o'clock at night or later. Who knows? Um, so, yeah, there's lightning flashing, thunders roaring in this theater. Um and that's when the curtains open up by themselves and the girl gets bathed in spotlights. She tries to run off the stage, but she gets blocked by that. This is where the, the giant erupting pyro blasts of like <laughs> techno, like it just fireballs pluming up in front of her. Um, and again, I was like, what fucking school has pyro in their stage play? Like that well done. Yeah. <laughs> like this is like WWE entrance pyro. Like you expect like Undertaker Kane becoming a Kane. Yeah. yeah. Just like it's ridiculous. This <laughs> was oh, what going also, on. Also I would say that Faust is like a five act opera. Mm-hmm. It is, it is like one of those operas that not even like the biggest opera companies put on because it is so extensive. Five yeah. acts. Five acts. That's like four hours. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, a, it's <laughs> huge. Come to the community. And mind you, long. this is a community. A community. Yeah. Yeah. They're above the rest. What's the fucking tuition at this community <laughs> college? I mean, how much does it cost to go there? Um, and I gotta say, the stage looks awesome. It does look good. I don't yeah, know. I mean, it's like Broadway-level shit going on right there. Um, so now we see the drunken janitor who starts to wake waking who's, up from who's <laughs> passed out in the fucking aisles like he yeah. was he must have been like sweeping the theater but like mop bucket he's got the mop bucket right there behind him <laughs> he just falls asleep on the floor yeah. I love that guy like I just look like a good place to take a nap and right he's here. got a bottle of booze with him yep <laughs> Oh, well, you know he's earning that paycheck. Fuck yeah, <laughs> I get paid by the hour. I'll fucking mop this when I want to. <laughs> um, so the girl now she gets knocked. She gets knocked by a fire burst, like knocked back by it, and lands on like this slanted rock. And coming out of the fog in front of her is the man we saw, and he's an older man wearing like a suit and like an overcoat that looks, looks more like a cape on him. Very nice. And when I say when I say older man, I don't mean fifty six. I mean this guy's like. Senior citizen, like about old. Eh, no, nah, yeah, he's probably maybe like six. 
Yeah, you'd probably say 60. Which yeah. is senior citizen, isn't it? 65 is when you start getting yes. that discount. I, 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 <laughs> the discount. I'd say he's 60. Yeah. yeah. So, very old man to be in a killer. He's an old guy. He's an, old man. he's an older guy. Um, so, he, he comes out saying some cryptic bullshit, uh, which I was like, what? I, I don't know. Fuck it. And he then pulls on a rope. And this prop stalactite falls from the ceiling. <laughs> yes, there are stalactites hanging from the ceiling of this theater, too, by the way. Well, it's and, supposed to be in a cave. I mean, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah. Like Chris is like, Shocking. hold on. They are in a cave. Yeah. <laughs> well, but they, they got real I mean, stalactites <laughs> and hung them up there, like shipped them in. This seemed to be like paper mache <laughs> at paper best. Mache. Yeah, yeah every exactly. paper mache. But the stalactite falls from the ceiling and just impales her through the chest, and the blood sprays everywhere. She's dead. What? Who would hang this in the theater? Yeah. Like that would be so dangerous. So, at any point, do do they mention a relationship between these two people or why he's chasing her? No, no, yeah, no. Like, he, there's nothing. I just wanted to make sure I didn't miss something. No, there is no no connection at all. Um, seeing the girl die, the janitor's like, "Fuck this!" He starts crawling away, and the man, the old man, says to the dead girl, "Welcome to my hell," and just walks away into the fog of the stage. So we cut now to some road out in the middle of nowhere where we follow someone riding a motorcycle and, the, you know, rolling the opening credits. And the man rides up to the Mad Dog Inn. That Dude, also- just really quick. That scene is so long. <laughs> it's so it is. long. He's riding, that, uh, he's riding the shit out of that motorcycle, yeah. too. Yeah, it's, it's, like, not even, it's not even like a proper Harley. It's like a sportster. It's yeah. like the smaller But the music version. is like T2 yeah. and Spaghetti Westerns. <laughs> it really is. Put together. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> Um, so hey, what was the name of that bar? It was the Mad Dog Inn. It also had advertises live, live nudes. nudes. Live yeah. nudes. Um, inside, we see that the uh, the motorcycle rider is our old friend Spike, and uh, Spike takes a seat at the bar. He orders fries and a beer, and he watches the news report reporting on the death of a girl at the local community he said, college. He says, Fries and a beer, <laughs> not like any specific beer. Nothing, just fries yeah, but and a beer. beer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to comment on it now. <laughs> no one eats food except for fries. I was just going to comment on I was waiting to the diner scene to bring that up. But yes, it's like every time somebody orders food, it's just fries. Just fries. <laughs> I've never been anywhere. They have, have you even seen me go, just give me the fries. Dude, just, nobody just fries. eats food. No burgers, no salads. No, it's just fries. Just fries. Nothing but fries. fries. You know, beer, somebody on set, every time they showed up, like the caterer was like, I got fries. So they were like, fuck it. Let's fries. use it in the movie. I, I really wanted fries after this yeah. movie. Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah, I, you guys pick up on that too. That's awesome. Um, so the new report says, yeah, the local, the girl dead at the community college. Uh, and the report says is like this is like the fifth victim of the Slate River serial killer. Spike locks eyes with the stripper that's dancing on one of the crappiest <laughs> stripper stages I've ever seen. I didn't see any live nude, by the way. Yeah, there's no yeah, nude. Yeah, no shit. Where's the nude? Yeah. Um, after a moment, like this red glow fills the screen, and the stripper says to Spike in like a deep, what I guess supposed to be demon, demonic voice, yeah. like "Go back." And then the lights return to normal, and the payphone starts to ring on the wall with the weirdest ring. And this, yeah, let's talk about this ring. Let's just get this out of the way. Go ahead. It sounds like lightning striking and the phone ringing, and also like computer sound effects all in one. Yeah, it's like I definitely get like the old like dial. It's like the 
almost like a dial it's, mode or something. You can't it's even so like mimic it because no. there's so many sounds going on at one time. It doesn't sound like a phone ringing. It no, just I, sounds... I agree. It's the weirdest phone ring I've ever heard. I don't can, get it. Can I ask? Do you remember? Oh, I'm sorry. I want to go back to like nine seven sixty, like the original. Do you remember where Spike left off? I mean, do do you remember what happened? Um. I don't know. Well, that I remember the, the, the floor, the, house, the, the pit so, to hell opened right, up. And it took it took his, his he, cousin away, and then he just... And he just kind of like... So has he just right. been fighting evil this yeah, entire he, time? They, they I think he's been running from evil the well, entire well, time. Well, that's, that's, that's kind of what we don't know if he's, ru- if he's running from it, or if he's like maybe trying to be like a Van Helsing. Is he chasing it down? Yeah, that's, like, that's, just, curious. that's what I was curious about, too. Mine is business. Because this is the fifth killing. Is he driving to this... Is he heading there because he's like... Evil's afoot. Yeah, I need to go stop right. it. In my leather pants. It's the leather pants. I took it as he was um, conflicted about needing to go back, which is why the stripper was. Well, like, I think go I, get, back I, th- home. I think this and gets like, answered in a moment. Yeah, Continue, Marshall. Um, so <laughs> anyway, yeah. Spike asks the bartender if anyone's uh, going to get the phone. The bartender's like, "What, what phone?" And no, nobody else hears this phone ring. So just Spike hears the yeah. phone ringing. So Spike answers the phone, and which, by the way, are you fucking kidding me? At this point, I'm like, Spike, you know about this shit. Yeah. Why would you answer the phone? You would think they'd just be like, fuck that, I'm out. I'm not answering the magical mystery ringing phone that I'm the only one that hears this thing ringing. Uh, but anyway, he picks it up, and he gets the old 976 evil horoscope greeting, which is like, you know, out of the darkness and into light. Dial some six 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 for your horoscope tonight or some crap and it like that. Automatically dial six 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 on yes. its own. Uh, uh, so one thing I wanted to ask yeah. was, and that made me th- back to the pool. So when she's swimming and the phone rings, so these demons or whatever you're supposed to believe that make the phone ring, they're trying to get her to answer. Like what? Do you get yeah. what I'm saying? What's the point? Why? Could yeah. she have like joined them and yeah, not got killed by the? You know what I mean? Yeah. I was in like, the first one, they do a I better understand. job of explaining because you, you see other people who have dialed the number and I, I guess made yes. their deal with the right. devil, and then they come back and kill them. That was the thing in the first one. Yeah, you had to call the number first, and then the phone would constantly be trying to find you. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, and he had to like follow through the website because Spike. I mean, in the first one, Spike calls the number. He steals like some biker gloves, but he returns them. And he's like, right. And so he doesn't like. And make now it's his... just uh. now. No, it's almost like the, the demons are just desperate, like just ringing phones everywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To like just to have it, it in the sequel. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. Let's, yeah. We'll knock this out right. Anyway. There is like no connection between the first movie and the second movie, Not other than really. a other phone than... and Spike. Right. That's about the only connection these and two Satan. movies have. And the number. And the, the number. number. Yeah. yeah. And um, what's that number again, Aaron? Nine seven six evil. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I had to concentrate. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, he picks up the the phone and like I said, we already get the reading. Um, and it tells Spike something about his friends dying and that he should revisit it again. And Spike tells the phone to go fuck yourself. Hangs up, and right as he hangs up, Spike is bathed in this bright light in the shape of the oh. Iron Cross as holy music plays. And, oh, to top it off, his arms are stretched out to his side. He's got one hand resting on the phone and the other resting on a bar or something. So, yeah, Spike is bathed in light of the Iron Cross with his arms out. Basically, Spike is now Biker Jesus with a feathered Uh, mullet. Dude, that's what I'm saying. So he's now been anointed by the Biker Bar Iron Cross to go and fight evil. Yeah. Like, that's that's, he's like, this is my mission. (laughs) What the fuck is that? That's so weird. What is happening? Uh, Yeah. It's so strange. <laughs> nope. uh, so Spike rides off on his iron horse back to Slate River. 
And we cut to a cop car pulling up to the police station where dozens of reporters stand around. Uh, the sheriff pulls an, the old man in the suit out of the back of his car, <laughs> hauls him into the station. And we learn that the old man is the dean to the community college, which, like, one Debbie freaks the fuck out saying, oh, my God, the whole town's going to flip out once they learn that the suspect's the dean of the community college. Do like, you know who that is? Are you fucking kidding me? They act like this dean, like, runs the town or something. It's like... Like, he's a big wig. Yeah, I yeah, think like, he was, I like, the mayor. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, it, like, oh, that's uh, what they're acting like. Oh, it's the mayor, or that's the senator, or something. No, it's a dean of a shitty little school. I was going to say, this is not fucking Yale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the dean of or, Harvard. Or, or USC, or whatever the fuck it is. It's fucking a community college. That dude's probably got a bottle of booze in his fucking <laughs> drawer and just sits there he in He did office. before he called the number. He did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That was, um, uh, also, I want to take a minute. We have to... Uh, the hair in this movie is on oh, point. Oh, it's on fleek, if you want to say the the, the the millennials are saying. Oh my god, the hair is amazing because uh, the sheriff's feathered mullet is. Oh, it's it's a gorgeous lion lion's mane of mullety goodness. It's it's insane. I'm pretty sure the amount of Aquanet that is used in this movie has put a hole in the ozone. <laughs> Global warming can be traced back to this movie. It's this movie's fault. It, Solid. It's funny because the first movie is definitely 80s, and you guys kept saying like all the time, "Well, it's the 80s. Uh, it's the 80s." But this was like 91. It was released in it was released in 91. It's Could like, have been filmed in 89. It's 90, that perfect yeah. awkward transition between. 80s and 90s. Yes, which... hair Ooh. metal is everywhere. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. fucking. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, Beautiful. Rob, our main girl, Robin's hair is—it's huge and spray painted out the shit. Oh, Spike's great. hair is feathered and mullety. The Dude, sheriff's got a the line sheriff. I just want. Can we talk about the sheriff he's for got, a split he's second? Got a sure, let's talk about that sheriff. That man he's angry. He is. He's per- a- he is eternally angry. <laughs> he has he got such everything. emotional problems. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know how to manage them he correctly. Does, he does he's just not. Shit he's just constantly <laughs> screaming and yelling. <laughs> I love just, him so much. And just fuming. Just like, even when he's like not saying anything, he's almost like shaking. Where the fuck is my coffee? <laughs> he's just so pissed all the time. Yeah. And you love it. So, the, you know, they, they arrest the dean. They're marching him up the stairs. The, the sheriff's yelling at the bozo cop who's supposed to be holding back the press. Yeah. And the press is walking right past him <laughs> and he's saying, get out of here. Nothing to see here. Hold back. And they're all just marching right past him. Which I thought was kind of oh, funny. Yeah, that was funny. Uh, so okay. now we meet our main girl, Robin. This is where we finally meet her. She pulls up to this, the police station, goes inside, and turns out she knows one of the deputies by the name of Jody. Uh, and they banter. They talk, but he feels her. And he feels her in on what's happening. Robin takes a seat to wait for someone. And while she's sitting there, she's flipping through a magazine and she finds the old 976 evil business card for the hotline. And she, she takes it, uh, and like absolutely just like puts it in her pocket. And, um, now Robin bumps into Dean Grubeck. Now Dean Grub is the Dean of the cow. That's the name Grubeck. Uh, he's being ex escorted off the elevator by all the cops, but he, yet he's still, they let her, they let him close enough to her for him to grab her hand. Yeah, it's so weird. They're escorting him off the elevator. They should be like, "Let's get in the fuck out." And of here. why is his hand be handcuffed in front? They always handcuff you with your hands behind your back. Regardless, there should be like they give him enough time to go. Oh, hello, Robin. Like so nice to see. You. Like I know. Okay, we're marching off to the jail cell. You son of a bitch. Let's just wait for you to talk to you. Yeah, I know. It's like <laughs> take all the time you want, man. And he's just, like perfectly calm. 
You know what I mean? Like oh yeah, he's, he's being arrested for murder. And, oh, hello, Robin. Well, that's one thing How I do. You? That's one thing I do love about the dean. Mm-hmm. Cold as ice. Yeah. Yes, this guy is cool, True. cool, cool cucumber. Um, so as soon as he touches Robin's hand, she can't go. She has like this vision of Dude, the girl hold, at the pool hold, being killed. Hold on, when she touches his hand, it's like fucking Mike Tyson runs out and throws a right hook. <laughs> yeah, I was getting to that. <laughs> I was getting to that. I mean, it's the vision is so violent. Like, it, yeah, it knocks her on her ass and like unconscious. Not just on the ground. She falls unconscious from he this He touches her hand, and I swear, it's like invisible Mike Tyson's like, kiss the flow. Bam! It just like uppercuts her. Was that Mike Tyson or Dusty Rhodes? Well, <laughs> it did sound like Dusty Rhodes. It, right? like Dusty. it was It was a good combination of the two. So, yeah. I need to work on that one. Kith, kith the flow. That, that's definitely know. Dusty. That's definitely yeah. Dusty Rhodes. That's Dusty. Uh, Either way, she goes down She hard. goes down hard. Yeah, yeah, she does. Invisible Mike Tyson. Yeah. Uh, she wakes up in the office of the police psychologist uh, psychologist who also have it yes okay i couldn't figure out what his role was yeah he's exactly. the he's the, the sheriff shrink or something this like is that her father and right? it's her father yes and who is a poor the... man's weekend at bernie's <laughs> oh, God. God. Yes. 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 Yeah. it looked like the guy from weekend at bernie's was that stash real i was don't know fake? i couldn't tell <laughs> i was like real stash? he was a poor it's man stash. weekends at bernie's though um, so they chat about Grubeck for a while and being, you know, him being the serial killer. And we learned that Robin used to work for Grubeck in his office at the school. So they have some kind of connection. Can we just you talking about how prominent he is? This goes against almost every cop movie you'll ever watch. Like immediately, like the the chief who's so crazy, the psychologist, everybody immediately believes he's the killer. Yes. Right. Isn't that a little str- like most movies they try to play like he is a prominent member of community. There's no way he's the killer. And then the good guys have to try to convince the town that this is the bad guy. Well, and this one, they're all just like, yeah, he's fucked. I think they they, they blew over that so quickly because that. Yeah. Like they kind of cover, I guess, when Jody, you know, is like, oh, my God, that's the dean. The town's going to flip out. It can't be the dean or something like that. Mm-hmm. But, but they like, do we've got a credible witness. I'm like, do you? Like, yeah. This guy yeah. was, like, yeah. drunk yeah. on the job and, like, ass. like sleeping in the seats. Point. I mean, he's passed out in the, in the aisles. Is he I mean, a credible witness? Well, I think really they actually see. say that later. Like, in, in, there's a scene where they talk about the witness. They go, oh, yeah, your witness is a drunk guy. I do yeah. think they address that later. <laughs> but, no, you, you make a good was, point. Like, they, they just say, Boom! There's a killer right there, off like the, right they off the have bat. DNA, DNA evidence or anything yeah. like that. That like, but like they go from like oh to like really, he's he's dead. Yes. he's going to yeah, jail yeah, for yeah, life. Yeah. Like he's a serial killer. Like uh, yeah, it's a little. Um. So, oh, I just want to. This is where Grubeck. He's Grubeck is being interrogated by, as we already said, the eternally angry Sheriff Stone. <laughs> um, so Grubeck demands his lawyer and his phone call. And he's given his phone call, and he's left alone to do it. He's almost uh, more upset about the phone call than the lawyer. Yeah, he really wants his phone call. <laughs> and again, the sheriff is like so angry that God, he, that God damn it, he has rights. You know, it's like he's like just he might as well like just break the table on his way out of this fucking <laughs> interrogation room. Even the douchebag deputy that comes in. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Grubeck uh, calls the nine seven six evil hotline, telling it that he needs help and that he's been a loyal follower will continue to be a follower and be obedient all that. And so Grubeck's told that there may be someone more powerful than him, but in the end, the voice on the phone grants him more power to feed his fire. Now, they say there might be somebody more powerful than him, but that really never comes back. Like, nobody else has ever seen calling this hotline or 
you know, tempting fate with this. It, he's, it's a pointless line that you really, like, oh, they're going to build us something. Something's out there. And then they just say, fuck it, and just totally. It says they, that the phone says that to Yeah, him. the Hollywood yeah. says, there may be one more powerful than you, but I'll grant the power you, you know. Do you think they're trying to get Spike? Yeah, I was going to say, are they talking about Spike? You just That's saying that. I, I forgot thought. about that line. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the movie, you'd have to think that, but there's really no way that that still really doesn't even make sense to me. I mean, if no, once I, we, I say this hotline, uh, someone else has taken over and it's a very weak hotline. <laughs> <laughs> Second rate hotline. They sold it off and yeah, the new, new, yeah, new yeah, owners, yeah, yeah. new management is really kind of just, uh, they're trying to cut costs. Yeah. <laughs> like they don't have that sweet guy who did those horse races. He was just like, Hey, you called me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. So Jody enters telling Grubeck that his time's up. He grew hangs up the phone. Hands the phone to Jody, and once Jody grabs the receiver of the phone, he gets electrocuted <laughs> by a bolt of blue electricity oh, the that sweet. travels up through Aww. the phone. The sweet blue electricity. I, I knew Aaron's it. gonna get. As soon as I saw, it, I was like, oh, Aaron's gonna love the blue electricity. There it is. <laughs> Look, yeah, I did. The blue electricity. So remember uh, the blue light in the first one that couldn't hold my dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was neon, not electricity. I do Sorry. love that Jody shakes his hand for like for five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> it's the longest Ow. handshake. Uh, so we cut to Spike driving up to Cadillac Jack's roadside diner where he finds Robin sitting alone and eating a plate of french fries. Uh, and like this is why I have my notes for with people yeah. and fries. But, um, this bothered me and I'm sure it bothers Zara too. Um, Spike just sits down next to her, never doesn't know her at all, just sits right down, strikes up a conversation with her, and shares the fries. She's like, here, eat my fries. Yeah, he walks in, and he's just looking around. There's open table. Oh, there's, there's a bar. There's a whole countertop <laughs> there. She just, glances at him, and he's like, that's my cue. And he <laughs> saunters over in his sweet leather pants and leather, leather pants. <laughs> Apparently, he's causing a stir. Yeah, and now imagine in real life, this isn't high school. When that did happen, in high school, like, kids just kind of said, this, like, right now, if you were in a fucking diner, like, Sarah, you're just sitting around, right. and some dude just sits there yeah. wearing nothing but leather <laughs> pants and, a, like, a leather jacket. It just, it would be weird as fuck. I, yeah. I like, get lost. Yeah. Like, I'd be looking around the restaurant like, is anybody going to, like, help me out here? But apparently Spike is so hot that every woman in this diner is like her pant their panties just got Ooh. moist. Dude, they they are caught. Call- they're, they're, they're fanning themselves up like, oh he's boy, causing a scene. I got the vapors. <laughs> that feathered mullet and that five o'clock shadow. Dude, he is Which by the way, how does he he keeps that mullet per he's wearing a bike a helmet. Which I will say, at least they gave him a helmet for the bike, you know, right. which safety first. A laser but he helmet. pulls off, yeah, he pulls off this helmet, and his hair is perfect every time. It's un- it's it's he's funny, like he's wearing, he's wearing like the full leather gear. Oh yeah, driving the Harley, and he's got the full face helmet. Yeah, it's with the, the flip up down really, visor. That would be more of like a crotch rocket type situation. It, like. That's the type of helmet I mean? you like, would see more on a crotch rocket. But right, you know what? Right. I will like, say. If he's riding across country or whatever, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, when I was when I rode my bike, when I had the motorcycle, I, my helmet was one like it was black with the visor. It was it was like that one with the face protection too. But yeah, yeah. and but you, did, and you wore it town to town when you were fighting demons. All I can't remember. I thought <laughs> I, I, I couldn't remember. I've talked to you about this. Yeah, but. I mean, we had that conversation a few weeks ago, yeah. I, so I, I I don't blame you for forgetting. Yeah. But yeah, well, the other thing is, is she's sitting there eating fries and shit, and like she's in full workout gear. Like she tells him, she's like. 
Went for my ride to the gym. Yeah. Go to the gym. But I mean, <laughs> oh yeah, you munch, you munch down a bunch of fries. Before <laughs> you go to the gym. Well, she's gonna burn it off on the uh, you know it's the eighty step ma- step master. She's gonna get a cramp and she's gonna be pissed. And she <laughs> <laughs> it's the it's the early nineties. <laughs> and also the fact that it's so unbelievable. Like, not only does he sit down, she's okay. She also offers the stranger her food. I know. Eat, she's eat like, my try food. it. Here you go. I'm um, share my food with you, stranger. Uh, eventually, Robin, her friends arrive. She leaves. Um, and Spike finds the uh, 976 evil business card that Robin left behind on the table. Oh, God. And, yeah. And he's like, dun, dun, dun. Yeah. And we jump to Grubeck in his jail cell. And suddenly, for no reason, he's just laying on his cot and his body begins to twitch, shake, and convulse. And it's just, and it goes on and on and on. And then his body just goes limp. And then we see his ghost or his spirit <laughs> rise out of his body. I call it his shadow self. So the Grubeck <laughs> nice. ghost astral projection, Doctor Strange bullshit thing. Yeah, oh, walks like through. Jedi-ish. Come on, guys, yeah. give him some credit. It was the you know, same uh, like blue hue. Well, when he Jedi. disappears, yeah, yes, but like, when he's yeah. just bopping around, he's not glowing blue. I actually like the Doctor Strange uh, reference there. That's pretty yeah, pretty good. Um, his soul. So he walks Doctor through Strange the... in theaters right now. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he walks through the iron bars of the cell and just disappears in this blue light that's there. Just not, yeah, just like this. He, he just vanishes. He turns into blue light and disappears. Um, we cut to Robin and her two friends, Keith and Paula, uh, in some park talking about Grubeck, where some band's about to set up. I'm playing on some stage in a park, uh, which I, this was weird. Um, it seems like an unnecessary expense. Yeah. yeah. I mean, why I know you want extras. Why, why but... would you pay to have, like, to shoot these scenes with these extras setting up for a show that never gets played? Yeah. <laughs> like, it just seems like a real big waste. Yeah, I'm, I thought... pretty sure, I'm pretty sure that money could have gone to other things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe the special effects budget or something. <laughs> um, but uh, but they, the Robin and her friends, they go their separate ways, and we see the ghost of Grubeck watching her as Robin walks off by herself. Uh, upright spike on wait, his motorcycle. Wait, really quick. <laughs> All right. The ghost of Grubeck is watching Robin. Yes. Robin right. suspects. She's like, someone's watched me. She turns, as she turns to look, Grubeck decides, like, he <laughs> the jumps. Ghost. The, the ghost. The ghost of Grubeck like, doesn't disappear. He jumps behind a tree. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. Okay, thank what? You. Like, he doesn't... Yeah. Like, that's not magical. Yeah. That's not spooky. Or he's just hiding behind a tree. Yeah. Like a normal perv. Right. Yeah, that's like, just At least creepy. he could have jumped up into the fucking tree. Yeah. yeah. Or he hides behind it. He just hides behind a tree. <laughs> it's so lame. Like, you're a spooky astral projection of yourself. Yeah. And you just still hide behind Can trees. Can you do something cool with that oh. ability? No. <laughs> no, no, you just okay. hide behind trees. Oh. That's that a great, yeah, great fucking point. It's ridiculous. Uh, like I said, Spike rides up. He finds Robin, and he talks to her about Grubeck, and he brings up the 976 now, evil real card. Quick, I'm not trying to interrupt. It's, Go ahead. When he rides up, a lot of things you can't believe in movies because they're just, it's too coincidental. He rides up into a park in a town he doesn't know mm-hmm. in the dark. The first person he says, do you know Robin? So, and the guy or what literally fucking goes, she's right over there. She just happens to be walking. Yeah. Up. There's right. no, dude, do you there's mean no the, way this could vanilla? happen. Do you mean Millie Vanilli? Yeah. Yes. yes. It yeah. was unbelievable. I was like, he did just he have braids? His outfit. No, he didn't have braids, but his outfit. He had this long hair and like this. 
big ass blue the jacket, crazy oversized jacket <laughs> the with the yes. shoulder pads. Yes, yeah. he looked like fucking Millie Vanilli. Yeah. He yes. did look like Millie Vanilli. He's like Vanilli's dead. I'm Millie. <laughs> this is what I'm doing now. If I was Since that lip syncing fiasco, yeah. this is what I'm doing. I'm living in a phone booth. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. He goes right back to making a phone call after that. He's like, oh whatever. Well, they, why, why is that dude scoping out that bike? Honestly. Yeah. Like, and how did he know she was there? If yeah. I went to Chris's work on Monday and said, hey, where's Chris Samples? It'd probably take me 15 minutes to get to where right. he's at or whatever. It was just in the middle of a park, Millie Vanilli in the phone booth. <laughs> I'm like, that guy knew where that girl was. <laughs> right <coming>. there. <laughs> She's coming this they way. They could write that better. Like. <laughs> <laughs> so Robin tells Spike she found the card, but she didn't call the number. Uh, Spike fills her in on the history of the, fo- the of the hotline and the trouble it brings. Uh, he mentions that he too is having visions, and that's what gets Robin to believe him. <laughs> so she tells so naive. Oh she's, my god, she, she like she's like I don't understand how they can uh, can arrest this guy. I used to work in his office, and everybody thought he was creepy, but I think he's really nice. <laughs> and like now she's believing this guy well, yeah, who it, it, up in leather. Like she, she believes <laughs> so easily, so quickly about this ridiculous story. Uh, like she jumps on that train a little too quick and easy for me. I there's no normal person would think that Spike, or every normal person would think Spike's a fucking nutcase at this point. I it, just batshit crazy. Uh, but she's like, oh yeah, you totally, you're totally sane, and your story about a demonic hotline possessing people makes total and complete sense. Must be that sweet mullet, just <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> or that leather. He is really intense in the scene, by the way. Well, he's, yeah, and even when he's, he's selling it with every ounce <laughs> yes. he he's has, also, he's also extremely cool. He's still, he's still playing it cool. And even when he found her, she was like, oh, hey, Spike. I'm like, bitch. Like, <laughs> yeah, you just you're saw right. this guy at a diner one time. Would you like, be like, holy hey. shit, this guy is stalking me. literally <laughs> like, hey, Spike. Like, she went to school with him. You're and totally right. Together. You're totally right, Doug. You're totally right. Hey, Spike, how's it going? <laughs> you eat some of my fries at a diner. I right. for a minute. A, literally a minute. They had like a five-minute yeah, yeah. Five conversation. Five minutes. Like, now they're like, best friends. Oh, hey. What's up, dude? I'm in here. <laughs> so, Spike. <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> we, 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 that scene ends, and we, and we go to the janitor in a cheap motel room, now under police protection, and a cop enters and tells Terrell, that's the name of the janitor, that he's like, hey, I'm going off for food. You want me to bring you back anything? Uh, he, the cop leaves, and he's like, before he leaves, he's like, there's another cop outside the door, you know, to watch over you and protect you. Um, so, Terrell then is like, you know, he's, in the room, he's 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 happy. He's, he's happy. Like, he's, he's like, like he's like I'm getting chicken and wine. I'm you're doing classic. real you're doing real good. Yeah, you're in witness protection. For, and you're, says, but you're I'm doing a, a plus. I'm in a fancy hotel. Yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a ro- cockroach like motel. Fucking cockroach motel. It's a, ro- yeah. it's a roach motel. He's on the phone like trying to place bets I with know. the bookie. He's, uh, life is I good. I like to think that he's placing bets. With the guy from the first movie. I hope so, too. I hope so, too. Yes, yes. Right. The, the guy that has the office next to the Santa Claus? Yes. yes. <laughs> um, but he's looking in the mirror. He's looking in the mirror, and uh, the ghost of Grubeck appears next to him in the mirror. Now, for some dumb reason, Terrell runs into the bathroom instead of out the door where there's the cop waiting for him. It's in the theme song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. right. Uh, a Grubeck again appears next to Terrell in the mirror, 
And we can at this point we see Grubeck's face is starting to change. I did like I did kind of like this though, like uh, how he was in the mirror, but he wasn't in the. You know what I mean? In the room. Like, in the room. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I did like that. It, it, it was a, re- yeah. a reverse vampire, basically. Right. Yeah, it's right, a good way right, of right. saying it. Reverse vampire. And, yeah. Um, yeah, so his face looked like he's got, like, popped boils on his face. Now it's starting to look all fucked up. Starting to look rough. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Terrell smashes the mirror with a plunger, which is <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and that's when... <laughs> that's when the toilet begins to shake. It starts oh, to growl. It's, it's like gurgling. It, yeah, it's... Yeah. It's shaking, build. I'm expecting ghoulies to pop oh, up, but I wanted some shit water to yeah, the poo yeah. water. I wanted the poo water to oh, come out of the toilet. I'm like, okay, this toilet is going to. I want to make that my ringtone. Just seriously, water. I want the poo water. Want- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're gonna I jinx really- yourself in real life now. Tomorrow yeah, night. Tomorrow's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, You wanted poo water? You got poo water. Yeah. Yeah. The sound effect they were using. I don't know. Was- yeah, I agree with you. I expected blood or shit or blood, something. Something gross. Some, yeah, yeah, we all expect that. But no, guys, that's not what we get. <laughs> Instead, the toy just fucking explodes. <laughs> just explodes. Like, ex- proper explodes. Yeah. Like dynamite. And I'm like, <laughs> yes. And dynamite. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And at first, I'm like, oh, God, please tell me we get death by exploding toilet. Like, I'm in on that. Yeah, I know. I'm hoping but, for like a toilet seat in the fucking yeah, stall or something. Yeah, something like, like he just did. But no, we don't get so lucky. <laughs> Grubeck then just says, you forgot to flush. And Terrell runs for the front door, flings it open, finds the cop down the ground with his throat slit. Uh, Terrell starts to run, but Grubeck does this whole, like, you know, pops up in front of him. He runs the other way, and then Grubeck pops up in front of him again. So and when he, he popped up the one time, he had coffee in his hand because he came through like a vending machine. <laughs> then he says, "He says Lahayim, yeah. <laughs> which is Yiddish or you know, is is he Jewish. Jewish. Yeah, it's, it's Yiddish Jewish. for cheers." So is he Jewish? Grubeck, isn't it? I don't, I, I don't a Jewish know name. This, I don't remember so this weird. at all. What, say, so he walked through a vending machine holding a. So he he phased through one wall to cut <clears> off. The janitor from running away. Yeah. Okay. The janitor turns around, runs the other way. He phases through a coffee machine. This time, when he phases through, he's holding a cup of coffee and says, Lahayim. Do you know how ridiculous that sounds? <laughs> I know. How do I not remember that? I totally watched it. Wow. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Grubeck runs for the, uh, uh, Terrell runs for the road where Grubeck then, like, just teleports over, grabs him. Yep. While saying, make sure you check both ways before you cross. Uh, and Grubeck just holds oh Terrell in the middle of the road as an 18-wheeler semi-truck comes barreling down the road. Oh, yes. There's so much time. Thank you. I, <laughs> <laughs> now, exactly. There's so much distance. This truck could easily stop. The truck is honking. 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 And so the driver clearly sees Terrell. Has like... A quarter mile to come to a complete stop, but instead, I think the driver is a fucking murderer. He's just a madman by the wheel because he doesn't stop. He just he doesn't slow down. <laughs> I think he even speeds up. He plows right in Terrell, who fucking explodes into tiny, bloody, fleshy pieces. It's so awesome. It's, it's, it's amazing. He just he bursts, Boom. bursts into pieces. Yeah. <laughs> like he, he saw the brakes. I was like, you couldn't do that like a quarter mile. 
mile down the road? He stops at a dime. It's so good. I'm crying over here. And he's not. And you know, the janitor is not trying to get away. No, he, he has plenty try. of time to like kick some. <laughs> he doesn't even try to wiggle something. around. Like, I get, okay, he's he just invisible. Stands there. He doesn't even try. He just stands there, like. <laughs> Uh, Taking it. I don't yeah. know why we're frozen. Nobody can hear what I'm doing when I, yeah. I don't go yeah. frozen. Freeze. He's <laughs> so awesome. <laughs> but he burst. It's just, my, I, I, I was jumping up and down in front of the TV, like, yeah! Death by semi. Oh, it was so ridiculous. Uh, so we cut to Grubeck um, appearing in Robin's bedroom while she sleeps in her bed. Uh, now Grubeck, he reaches out and touches her hand, which causes her whole her whole forearm to glow blue. Yeah. Uh, and we notice his face is even more fucked up now than it was. And he whispers her name several times, like in a real creepy way. <laughs> and but then he gets pulled back into his normal, his human body well, by the. Yeah, he he hears because Jody Jody's. Jody the cop saying, yeah. Grubeck, wake up! And he's like hitting a nightstick on the bar. He's trying to wake him up. So Grubeck's pulled back into his body. But before he does, he blows her a kiss. And like, and then he vanishes. And he's back in his body. And his face is normal again now, but too. But they, they really emphasize him touching her arm. Yeah. And yeah. making it glow blue. Yeah. It's like he, it's, is he putting some kind of a power into her? Yeah. It, again, he pulling makes, something from ow, her? They don't explain any no, of it. No, nope. it doesn't. They do a real shitty job of like explaining where any the of power it. is coming from. Is he trying to possess her? Yeah, yeah they don't. Because when, when he touches uh, Terrell the janitor, he never turns blue. Nobody he else just, he touches in this movie ever turns blue at all. And, and it never comes back. Never no. comes back. Never. It's like, it just, it, guys, you're not looking deep enough. <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right. What do you got? We got. It represents all the blue balls he's had <laughs> for all these times that he never got to get with you her. You could have used his hand. <laughs> his hand was a jerk. <laughs> Maybe he's I mean, that Fucking hand. layers. More, people more like, layers. More like, hey, I've used this hand so many times thinking about you. Here's all the blue balls. <laughs> well, that's I'm exactly gonna, what it is. I'm I mean, going to inflict all the blue balls upon you. <laughs> I mean, we, we do find out later that, uh, so I'll just jump to it, but yeah, Grubeck's like in love with Robin. Like, he, he, he wants to get up in her guts. How dare you walk around? <laughs> How dare you walk around Did my office see? in those high-waisted jeans? <laughs> <laughs> It kind of reminds me of uh, um, well, it was it was uh, uh, Eric Roberts when he was uh, the the clown doll. He's like, you damn nubile sorority girls. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, fuck you. Good callback. Good callback. Um, Did you say get up in her goods or her guts? Guts. Guts. Get up in her guts. Oh, man. <laughs> damn, Marcus. And I laughed at it. <laughs> God. Oh. So um, Jody tells him. That thanks to Terrell turning up dead uh, last night that he's getting out. And now, how anyone would be able to tell that the bloody chunks on the side of the road were Terrell, I have no clue. Yeah, because he exploded. He <laughs> proper exploded. There's nothing left to identify him with. Uh, Grubeck's taken to a room where his lawyer's waiting, along with like, the opposing lawyer and Sheriff Stone. Um <laughs> Who I really want to call it Sheriff John Stone, just to make a uh, Beach Boys reference there. Yeah. Uh, but nothing of importance really happens in this scene, except for that the opposing lawyer says that she has more evidence that links Grubeck to the girl's murder. But for now, he's like, 
they say that he's free on bail, which is complete bullshit later because I have a big thing to do with that later. I'll get to it. But uh, I'm going to say something right now. <laughs> if there was an actual court case between acting abilities, between the actual defense lawyer <laughs> and the prosecution, my I'm going with the defense. Okay, <laughs> Grubik's going to walk free because that bitch cannot act her way out of a fucking well, paper bag. You want to know Jesus where, Christ. You, you, would you like to know what some of her previous uh, yes! five works included? Uh, please. Uh, mostly softcore porn. Yes! <laughs> Mostly, because those tits are barely contained. In the, it, 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 she she's a veteran of the HR Blueberry series. Yeah. <laughs> she, she's a she, she's a quite yeah. the veteran of the Emmanuel <laughs> Manuel series and like a bunch of the other softcore porn stuff. I just want to know how many lawyers in that time wore that big fat scrunchie at the end of their hair because <laughs> whoa, she had the scrunchie she going. Did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't she know if did. you guys remember the scrunchie, but like the girls would like wear the scrunchies. Oh yeah, yes. and like, but I mean, this is a How professional. How do we? remember the scrunchie in at the bottom of a long braid, braid <laughs> ponytail, yeah. and at the end is this big ass fucking scrunchie that ain't holding shit. <laughs> no, that's a fashion statement. <laughs> that's what that. That's an accessory. <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's professional but fun. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. And what was it about the defense lawyer? Like, oh, I'm surprised you go. She was like, I'm surprised you uh, get your license back or something like he, Yeah, he's yeah. a shady lawyer. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, a super, yeah. super sleazeball and, lawyer. And it's, it's in this scene that they mentioned that Grubeck was drunk and he wasn't going to be a credible witness anyway. Who is probably but, the best actor in the movie, honestly. Well, the guy had like 150 credits. He's been really? Done. The actor? The, the, the defense lawyer did? Oh, no. No, I thought you were talking about uh Terrell, the, the janitor. No, I'm Remember. talking about him. No, about I don't the, know who the fuck the that guy was. Lawyer. The sleazy lawyer I thought was fantastic. <laughs> no idea who he was. <laughs> I agree. Um, I concur. So we go to Spike pulling up to some house, which he breaks into by picking the lock on the back door. He snoops around and he, well, he comes. Picks it, he picks it with a switchblade, too. <laughs> As all badasses do. Yeah, he of course. Picks that lock with a switchblade. Yeah. Motherfucker. That ain't happening. <laughs> For Spike, I it is. That. I totally miss it. Not he's, in the lock. Come on, he, I mean, you could go in the He's door Biker thing. Jesus. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. <laughs> well, if it was Biker Jesus, just been like, open. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he comes like this, like the desk of the home office. And I got to say, this office section is pretty sweet, in my opinion. Um, it, it has like all these shields on the wall, like animal heads, and a small armory of guns hanging on the walls. <laughs> the now, fuck? I don't just mean hunting rifles and your, you know, maybe a shotgun. No, oh, no. I fucking mean AK-47s <laughs> and other fully automatic assault rifles hanging on this wall. There's a goddamn Tommy gun hanging on this wall. <laughs> and, and on the desk, he finds a picture of Grubeck and Robin. And... Oh. He's rooting around the desk, snooping around for stuff, and he finds dozens of more uh, pictures of uh, Robin on and, and uh, in his desk, and like this massive phone bill. Uh, speaking of the phone, the phone begins to ring, and the receiver flips off the cradle by itself, <laughs> and we hear the hotline intro again. And Spike says in the phone, "Give it a rest, asshole." Hangs up, and he hangs up the phone. Ella, give it a rest, asshole. Like that's the way. He responds to these phone calls. He responds the same way at the phone call at the uh, Mad Dog Inn. He goes, fuck you. Yeah. Hangs up. That's he, how he fights demons. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's just rude. Yeah. <laughs> it hangs up on phone calls. It's on automated machines at that point. He gives, <laughs> him, he gives him a zinger and then hangs up. Yeah. How dare you. Um, Winning. So, <laughs> um, where was I? Uh, anyway, this pisses the phone off. 
It does. It really pisses the phone off because uh, the phone now the phone or whatever so is it causes all the doors and windows to slam shut, and then all the light fixtures begin to explode as Spike runs through the room with a sweet spin move. Yeah, there are so many things exploding in this movie. Like I'm talking like John Woo or, or Michael Bay to be directing this fucking thing. It's insane how much shit explodes, dude. I love how that like the room starts. To like everything's sparking and sparking, and he's like, "I gotta get to the other side." And then while he's running, he's running, and then goes spin move. He just <laughs> for no reason he does a spin, and they show it from two different angles. He's running through, shielding his head, spin move, and then another angle, spin move. It's so awesome. Um, <laughs> well, so apparently, all you have to do is have like explosions and shit, and you don't really have to have any plot. Yeah, apparently they just like we'll try to hide up, you know, just cover everything up with explosions. Uh, he runs through the kitchen to the back door, but it won't open. And that's when the hose attachment on the kitchen sink <laughs> comes to life and starts spraying Spike with water. And, like, with the force of a fire hose, yeah. apparently. Yeah. I mean, he actually has to cover up and, like, protect himself from the water coming out of this Dude, little Dude, I wish box. I had that extension because my dishes would be so clean. Exactly. <laughs> I just, liked that scene though. I yeah. I just thought it was so stupid, but I was <laughs> like, so oh, like... <laughs> um, and now not just the hose, but the entire kitchen comes to life. Yeah. The oven opens. It's shooting fireballs out of it. <laughs> hey, Pee Wee, how are you doing? Like, the, the, the freezer. <laughs> you might want to get that looked at. Yeah. <laughs> the freezer door opens, and like frozen peaches are shooting out of it, like distance. <laughs> And he's like dodging these things like dodgeballs and fires erupting out of the ovens again. And it's it's fucking insane. He jumps on the counter yes. and does like a jump off of it over all of the crap. He jumps onto the kitchen counter, dodging frozen pizzas that are being hurled at him, leaps over a fireball that's coming out of the oven and into the room where... The AK-47 comes to life. It floats oh. off the wall in a horrible special effect. It's really awful. quick, really quick. This this <laughs> wall, this this wall has, like you said, so many assault rifles. Is a beautiful floral background. Yeah, it's a beautiful floor. It's like all flowers. It's like you got all these flowery pictures and all these. Actually, the room weapons. itself is actually a pretty sweet room, man. It's been awesome. The wallpaper is horrible. It's all flowers. It's like it looks like your grandma decorated the room. Um. So, yeah, the, the AK-47 comes to life, floats off the wall, and begins to shoot at Spike. Spike dies behind the couch for cover, then uses a book to distract the fire, magical firing gun, <laughs> which gives him time to leap over the couch like a fucking action hero, grabs the gun out of the air, and then a stuffed boar's head on the wall comes to life and says to Spike, Hey! Watch where you're aiming that thing. <laughs> Spike continues to fire the gun. Dude. And he, again, doesn't just shoot the boar's head full of bullets. Nope. Like everything else in this fucking movie, the bullets cause the boar's head to explode. <laughs> explode. Dude, the, 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 the boar's head goes, watch where I point that thing. And he's so angry and pissed. I got to say, the actor was in the moment. He looked like he's been through hell. And he's probably been running through this whole scene. And he's just, he's just so angry. <laughs> and it just 
Kaboom. Like he's gone complete Rambo in yes. this scene. Yes. <laughs> it's so Rambo. It's so intense. I just wish he had a red bandana on. Yes. He's like, <laughs> it really reminded me also, I think it's just that era, but it had an evil dead that's too. I was just going to say, you, yeah. go ahead. That, no, no, you that's ex- I just thought that like, cause I was going to ask you, where have we seen? Well, that's yeah. what I thought of when they did that gun. You kind of talked about the special effects were yeah. now back then. It probably was kind of cool to right. see that in any movie like that special effect back then. Remember yeah, I'm, try- I'm trying to compare. Yeah, I'm trying it's to compare hard, to something it's else hard right to now. Do but that yeah. for you now, I know. But that was like all the things coming to life, the boar's head, the pizzas yeah. coming out of the freezer. That's Evil Dead too. It was very yeah. Evil Dead to me, and I and it, again because it was comical, and I mean it was supposed to be like scary and super intense and crazy and Rambo, but I but it was comical to us. But I think like you said back then. That was like a special effect that they really was thought fad. was going to be That's, really yeah. cool. Yeah, thing. like, let's copy this. and. Oh, yeah, <clears throat> because obviously. The, the, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I stole I can't, it. I can't add to it. No, yeah. Yeah, I stole yeah. it. So I love I'm the sorry. fact that he blew the force head up, but then he goes on. He, he goes, goes on. He then shoots the phone on desk, which also explodes. <laughs> it blows up. It blows up. And this causes everything in the house to return back to normal. And he just walks out of the house like another day in the the park. The shutters open. (laughs) The light pours in like, like, you are free. You survived. (laughs) Good good, good on you, Spike. (laughs) And what's the last thing he does? Does anybody remember? As he walks out, the gun that he's holding... Fingerprints included, he just tosses oh, yeah. it on the fucking bush and struts off in his leather jacket. I and I was this. like, what oh the God. fuck? I, like, I totally missed that. I totally thought that, though. Like, here you have, like, this obvious arsenal, like, and it responds to bullets. Like, yeah, I mean, like, by 91, you should know to, like, yeah. Wipe the prints yeah, off, no then shit. drop the gun. Or right? take the gun. Take Fuck the gun. it. Yeah. Like, yes. Yeah, yes. you might need that gun later. I don't want to be caught with that shit. <laughs> Fuck that. I'm going to wipe the gun. I'm going to drop it down. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> 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 so we cut to the community college where Robin gets um, pulled aside by Spike, who's now Spike Perry and those are class schedule too. Um, and they go into an empty classroom and he shows her Grubeck's phone bill and uh, he wants her to convince her father that there is some link between the phone calls and the murders. And then he wants her to break into Grubeck's office to look for more clues or evidence against him. So, again, that's a lot of shit for her to pile on this girl. And again, for her to be like, okay, I've known you like a, maybe a day now. Sure thing, Spike. <laughs> and that's just the first time he does some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's so... It's just insane that this girl goes along with this shit so easily that I, I it just drives me insane. It must be all the aqua... aqua the aquanets gone to her head? Yes. The fumes? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Robin does. She sneaks into Grubeck's office and she... Well, she doesn't really sneak in. I mean, they, she's She works in the there. office. Yeah, I mean, yeah. she says hi to hey, the old man yeah. slash... Yeah, but I mean, she still technically still sneaks yeah. into the office. Yeah. Which I did want to bring up and I noticed this in the movie and it's very nitpickish, but... He's in prison, going to in jail, yes. going to trial for a murder of five women at this point. Yeah. Do you not think that they would have cleaned out 
everything that's, in I that didn't office. Think that's a great, great point. Any kind of great record. point. But nope, Barney Five PD just lets it hang <laughs> there, and then Robin just struts on in and finds a whatever the fuck she. Finds. Yeah, that's yes, a great. There would be that's police point. tape across that. I mean, there would be police tape across the fucking yeah, no, office and everything, there, and there would be yeah. Yeah. walls and. Same, or, with this, or, same with this house, then, too. Yeah. Like Spike just walked yeah. in. Well, he did break in, but oh, I mean, yeah, everything yeah, in the house yeah. is totally... Everything in the house would be completely yeah. taken away. Yeah. Maybe all the jail guns. Guns. <laughs> what, two or three days by then. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Good call, Doug. Man, they didn't think this through at all. Doug, you're so smart. That's why That's why we have him here. That's <laughs> yeah. why Doug's here. That's why Coffee Doug is uh, in the house. Uh, so she rips out a page from his day planner, and that's when the phone on his desk begins to ring. So, well, again... the day planner said would uh, contact... L's yeah, about, about Astro yeah. something. Yeah, I, I have it written down somewhere. Um, but again, this dumbass bitch answers the phone. And I'm thinking, are you kidding me? Because kind of the same reason. Like, if you're trying to sneak in and out of a place without getting caught or leaving any trace, don't answer the phone. Good point. Just yes. let it ring and walk out. Yes. Yeah. Because guess who comes out when she answers the phone? It's fucking invisible Mike Tyson. <laughs> Do the voice. Um, of course, Kiss the flow. <laughs> Kiss the tail, bitch. Uh, That's still Dusty Rose. Uh, it, it's, of course, it's the hotline calling. And after she hears the first line of the hotline intro, I like to say, which is like, out of the darkness into the light, she gets electrocuted by a bolt of blue electricity. That or knocked can, out by invisible Mike Tyson. There you go. There you go. Um, Robin falls unconscious and has a vision of the female lawyer driving her car or dying in a car crash um, when she dri- when the car drives itself into like a power substation, which also explodes. <laughs> <laughs> Robin wakes up in what looks like a hospital room, but it turns out to be like a doctor's office or the nurse's office at the college. And again, as we said, what fucking community school is this? It's the nurse's office at the community college. Yes. And she walks out and the, the lady at the desk is like, what are you doing out of bed? I'm all right. Well, if you're all right, if you're all right to walk, you're right to go to class. Yeah. What kind like, of fucking nurse is this? That's a high school. This is like, college, what? right? Yeah. This is not fucking. Yeah, yeah, you can walk out of school. class in the middle of it if you want to. Nobody's going to say no shit. shit. <laughs> you don't have to go to class yeah. in college. They're not holding it against you. What kind of medical go? team finds her unconscious? <laughs> Takes her to a like <laughs> nurse's, nurse's room. Well, 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 okay. Just so she, lets but, her lay there was, for so long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rather than sending yeah. her to the hospital, yes. send her to the nurse's office at the community. Is there even nurse's office at the no. college? I didn't yes, think so. yes, there are. There are. Yes, there are. I, I okay. I okay. Resident maybe. nurse right here. I, 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 I am a nurse, and yes, there are nurses' stations at community colleges. However, if you found an unconscious person in a dean's <laughs> office, you'd probably say. They probably need to go to the hospital. 911. 911. <laughs> 911. The nurses' stations are for like, I don't. My I got t- a boo-boo. My tummy hurts. Yeah. I burnt no. my hand on the okay. Bunsen burner. Why is your tummy hurt? Okay, let's figure it out. But <laughs> you find an unconscious bitch because it's taking your files. I ain't You're dealing like, with that shit. Get her to the fuck out Yeah, out of she needs to go to the hospital. <laughs> so, yeah. Um,. The nurse is on the phone with Robin's dad at this point, too, and uh, she gives the phone to Robin. Robin tells him that someone else is going to die, and he, she's like, she tells him, I had visions of this. And, of course, the, the father is actually legit here. He's like, he doesn't believe her. So good on him because he shouldn't believe her at this point. <laughs> Robin leaves, gets in her car, 
again, don't even check for like you know concussions or anything like that. Just gets away, drives yeah. off okay. by himself. Yeah. Don't give a shit. Go um, in class. <laughs> and as she drives away, the payphone that was next to her car starts to ring. And we cut to the female lawyer driving down the highway. She gets a call on her sweet old uh, car phone. Oh, yeah, oh, the, car bag, the car the phone phone. bag, or whatever let's, it is. Let's hey, man, break. We, all, we all had this those. This car that she's driving <laughs> is like a 70s like like I don't know what it it's is. A Camaro. It's a Camaro. It's seventies. It's 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 late seventies. Hard bodied yeah. Camaro, and she's answering her sweet. It's a ass. bitching Camaro, bitching Camaro. <laughs> it is a bitching Camaro. We have we have so many bitching Camaro like references on here. Um, oh my god! I love this this whole scene. I can't <laughs> just take it away from me because I'm going to talk. All right, so no surprise, it's the hotline. Uh, it rattles off about darkness into light. Bit again. The hotline tells her that it sees death on the road ahead. She hangs up the phone, and that's when we hear Grubeck's voice coming through the radio telling Susan, that's her name, we finally uh-huh. learn her name, that it's impolite to hang up on people. Susan starts changing all the, the uh, several the, the stations several times, but she always gets Grubeck's voice talking to her oh, I love, and laughing. I love this stuff. I love it. He's like, hey, don't you... Don't you dare turn that channel. How dare you do that? This is Stabbing Steve. <laughs> yeah. We're going to be right cool. here all that night long. Cool. Dude, this is the one of the best moments this, of the movie. This movie, so much stuff in this movie, especially, it's like they just ripped off every Nightmare on Elm Street yes, movie. Yes, they did. Like, it's exactly <laughs> what would happen in a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Fuck. Yes. Freddy does this crack and wise. Uh, he did the thing with the guy on the motorcycle yep. in five and like everything. Is like a Nightmare on Elm Street ripoff of this in well, this whole movie. Well, this was made ninety one. Where, where were those other ones made? Eighties. <clears throat> Damn. Well, if you remember correctly, the first one was directed by Robert Eagle. Good call, Chris. I was just gonna say that. That's true. Yeah. Oh yeah, the first sorry, movie. Sorry, yeah. No, you're good. Yeah. It uh, it was that time. Yeah. Um. So, where was I? Uh. The, radio. the car. Yeah. The car gets possessed now. The doors lock. The car speeds up and starts to drive itself. Uh, Su- Susan's car rear ends up rear-ending Robin's car, so they're on the same road. <laughs> Coincidence? So when Robin, but when Robin left the school, it was like daylight, right? And now she's driving somewhere. It's night. So is it? Where the fuck does she live well, in Blair's it, comparison it was, to this it was college? Dusk. It was dusk. Was yeah. it? I thought it was more afternoon. Do you remember when she drove away? To, I'm sorry to go back, but when she did drive away, like. They showed a phone ringing. Yeah, yeah. Just well, randomly. Said I said that. Oh, you said that. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, but so- this was the early nineties, Marshall, and that's all I'm gonna say. But I love, <laughs> I love this scene. Yeah. I love this scene. Uh, she rear ends Robin's car, and it then it passes Robin. And she sees Susan in the car, like, screaming for help as the car is driving by itself. You're painting over so much. There's so what? much fucking car action. There's so much crashing and well, burning. Well, I haven't gotten to that yet. Well, yeah. yeah. Go on. Go. Jesus. <laughs> um, We're on a highway to hell, Marshall. Yeah. <laughs> highway to uh, hell. So Susan's car speeds off, and Robin decides she needs to speed up to keep on trying to catch up to Susan's car. And, yeah, and this at this point, like Aaron said... You, there's like car crashes and accidents. She's her Susan's car like pinballing off other cars, which then bounce into other cars. It's a fucking like pile of catastrophe. It's fantastic. It's something straight out of like uh, Grindhouse films. 
This is something like these are real cars and real drivers crashing into each other, real stuntmen, real people who are driving these things, smashing back and forth. You really don't see that in today's no, cinema. Yeah. No, you don't. You really don't. It's it actually it's a it's a visual treat. This will speak credit to what you're saying, but in it, I did look up one like weird article about this movie, and I don't know if I haven't validated this, but Marshall might actually know that director reused this footage many times in some of his movies uh, because it was it because of like that's a perfect car obviously probably not the actress's face screaming right but the cars crashing into each other that was filmed for this movie and then in other movies he just used stock footage from his own movie well it's it's a fantastic yeah. it's, it's great obviously mm-hmm. I mean, you think it's fantastic there's, there's, <laughs> <laughs> it is because i mean we're not talking about cars nowadays we're talking about like boats yeah, yeah. Cars. yeah. i mean these the cars are huge yeah. they're made out of solid metal i mean they can take a bump without yeah. like breaking off the fender that's made out of fucking plastic. These are solid metal cars. Yeah, it's 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 something to behold. It's something to like appreciate about the old big fucking metal cars. The cars that I got my license in. <laughs> We're gonna take anything away from this. Aaron loves this scene. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> but to be in a B movie like horror movie even then it was a b horror movie like right. why did they spend all their money on this yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly the thing they Chris spent their like, money on yeah. why did they mind? that's what they went with thank you doug yeah. um so just like the vision uh robin has susan's car veers off the road dr- crashes into the power station substation and it explodes <laughs> massive uh, explosion massive explosion um robin pulls up to the fire Sees Grubeck walking out of the flames, his face well, totally she gets out of the fucked car. up. She gets out of the car and like takes her sweet like uh, you know stonewash jean jacket. And, like ah, <laughs> yeah. oh, she's holding it. She it's holds it over her out. face. <laughs> the flames are so hot. I must block the flames from my face. <laughs> um, Grubeck tells her. Uh, Grubeck tells Robin that she has a good heart and that he's dreamt of touching her and that they are meant to be together. And soon they will be together forever. Creepy. He then turns around and walks back into the fire, disappears. Pretty sweet exit, I gotta say. <laughs> yeah. He's like, see ya. Gonna walk back into the flames. Disappear. Uh, uh, pretty we, pretty boss, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's a... Uh, it, 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 for you gaming geeks out there, it's very uh, Final Fantasy VII when Sephiroth walks away into the fire uh, in the flashback scene. It, like I think is a... Uh, uh, Cloud's hometown or something like that. But you're on, a, you're on your own on that. I one, know. Pal. I'm not. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you. I, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the gaming geeks out there. The crickets. Um. Yeah. yeah I'm, just, I'm looking at you like what? Shut up. <laughs> you don't game. There are gamers out there listening. Though, yes, like, there uh, are. Gamers like I love Mario. So fuck oh, fuck that. I game hard. Mario Party. Have, have, have another fucking jello shot. Be quiet. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so yeah, cut to Robin and Sheriff Stone squad car now trying to explain to Sheriff Stone about Grubeck, but uh, rightfully so, Stone won't believe her, seeing that he's locked up in his cell, which doesn't make any sense because this is where I've said like they clearly said like he was like out on bail, like in that interview scene with in the with the lawyers, but now he's still in the jail cell. No, no, because 
the, he he makes a comment. The defending lawyer makes a comment that because this screechy bitch over here can't like she because she complained to the judge so much he can't get out on bail. Like okay. he thinks he's gonna get out on bail, and he and and because she's like, no, no, I have other evidence, and because she has a good relationship with the judge, she's talked him into keeping him in jail. All right, I that's why. That. Yeah, and that's why he's like, I I drive yeah. carefully on your way home, yeah. and then yeah. And then, all right. Hence the scene of lawyer. Lawyer. It was lawyered. So uh, we also uh, get a <laughs> scene you. of her trying <laughs> to explain all this to her dad, who still won't believe her. Uh, but we move on to see Robin now at with Spike. They're back at the diner talking. She shows him the page from Grubeck's planner, which has a note on it that reads <laughs> contact L's astral research. There we go. That's what it is. Right. And Spike rushes out to contact L, telling Robin that he'll meet her at her friend Paula's house at 10. Now we cut to Lucifer. Oh, oh. Okay. Okay. He says he's going to meet her at her friend's at 10 o'clock. Yes. Okay. Go ahead. Also, why does he know where Paula lives outside? This is like, right why is he, Good what question. is he stalking these people? Because they're BFFs now. <laughs> they're like, they're in it. Like they he hasn't a, even met Paula at this, they this point. They have a connection. They just, oh, they get it. So we cut to Lucifer's, which is a tiny little shop that has a big problem with fog, by the way. Big time, yeah. <laughs> big that, problem that, with fog. They, they, they spent a shit ton on that fog machine, yeah, don't they? Dude, my, my, first, my nose is like, it's a place for like expensive old books and fog. dry ice. <laughs> yeah. Spike goes inside, and this place is a giant fire hazard because it's just dozens upon dozens of lit candles mixed with old dried up old books yep. it's oh, just yep. it's awful that's beautiful i love it that's that's i couldn't and have said it better so it said the, the sign says it closes at midnight yeah. yeah i think so yeah um so spike asked the woman working store and this is agnes this is bridget bridget this, this, this is where we meet bridget nelson yeah why do you say bridget isn't it bridget it's it's bridget yeah it? thank you i think it's bridget yeah because she's Bridget. all European Because her real name shit. is actually she's like French descent. Her real name is like Jeet, and she added like the Brigitte yeah. later. That yeah. I read. She, that's it's Brigitte. Oh. So <laughs> lawyer, Darren. No, lawyer. La la. I thought and I thought Marshall was an idiot. Flavor, flavor. So Brigitte, Brigitte, uh, who's when she's wearing this crazy black like sheer see through top with like this large popped collar and a massive massive shoulder she looks like a linebacker <laughs> short pads and because uh, she's six two she's six two and uh and, and spike asked her for books on astral projection and um so now well, there's some flirting yeah, there's I, some I, like just back they, they flirt a lot in this scene there's a lot of back and forth flirting she calls him cute and a, a yeah. younger freddy krueger which is a right weird 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 thing yeah. that yeah so Freddy Nightmare on Elm Street movies exist in this universe but why would anybody say you're young Freddy Krueger because and then that's so he says weird. to her like you look um, like a oh Viron steroids yep, and Elvira like, on steroids you say the sweetest <laughs> thing yes oh, you look like an Elvira on steroids um so she gives him a rundown of astral projection. So, <laughs> sure. Uh, followed by some more flirting. Yeah, they open up this book and like he points at this one picture. And yeah. I couldn't even tell what the fucking picture was. <laughs> no, like, I couldn't tell. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, that's this... it right there. What? What? Well, hold on, hold on. Okay. This picture is the same picture that's hanging in his office. Yeah. When he is invading yeah. his office, he does he sees that. He does look at that picture and go. Bleh. 
know, yeah. he makes a weird phase of the picture. Oh, all right. That totally. same picture oh, is the in the book. Office? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, the I, home office with then. the gun right. Unless, gun, like, yeah. gun. unless you're watching this movie twice, ripping bong ribs. <laughs> <laughs> not may, that you were. Not that I was. <laughs> you may not have picked up on that subtle <laughs> little nugget there. So, so you're saying the bong ribs bring out the attention to detail? <laughs> Apparently. At, at times it does. I see. Uh, so Okay, I didn't realize that, but still, yeah. like, it's still for him to, like, yeah. It's Thank weird. you, bong ribs. Um, Research. So we cut to Robin and Paul. Thank you, Sarah. I don't know. Were you you doing bong ribs too? I wish. (laughs) Maybe I would have liked this a lot more. (laughs) We cut to Robin and Paula watching, of course, the standard uh, public domain movie in every horror movie, Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. I thought the same thing. Um, And they're at Paula's house. Robin gets up off the couch, goes in the kitchen to make popcorn. After well, 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 hold on, hold yeah, on. Hold slow on. down, <laughs> slow down there, cowboy. I've got stuff to say coming up. I'm not skipping well, over things. They keep flashing back and forth. Yes, I was gonna get. To, okay, well, whatever. Before well, you, she gets up for the wrong. popcorn, you did wrong then. It is is, it's a wonderful life. Also, yes. public domain. It is. At I've, done oh, okay. I've done the research. I've done the research. It is double public domain from 1974. Uh, it's a wonderful life. Either lapsed, or they did not. Either they said "fuck it, we don't care," or they said "oops." So why are we Since watching? It's a wonderful life. It has been it, public is domain. It, is it? They flip back and forth because Robin was scared. Was getting scared I get, I of get that. that but wanted. why that movie? Is that? Is it just no? Public it's domain just because it's public domain. Public okay, domain. I was like, is it Christmas all of a sudden? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was my thought. I'm about to say something. I was like, when, where is the Christmas tree? When have tree? you ever seen Night of the Living Dead and? Wonderful Life playing on the same night, but yes. they clearly say the date is night is is September sixteenth, and the reason I know that is because my birthday is September seventeenth. So yeah. they said so it's September not even Christmas season. I have never even seen the Wonderful Life ever played on TV outside of Christmas season. Yeah. Agreed, ever. Yes. But if it's public domain, any anyone can show. It. I we get, can, we can show. It. I get that, but I'm saying they're saying this was televised on TV. Like it, I'm not leaving that. Yeah, she maybe. even makes a point to say like, that they play it 365 times during the Christmas season. So why are they playing it during? <laughs> and their bands are back and forth. Drunk so Aaron's having a kissy fit oh. over here. <laughs> no, let's play this. No, let's play that. Like, I mean, let's be honest. It's Nightmare on Elm Street or not? Night of Living Dead. <laughs> yes. Long one. Yes. Is that really even that scary? I mean, come on. Yes, no. if you like are afraid of well, and zombies. The, the, yeah. I love that movie. When it first came out, it terrified people they're coming for you bob um so <laughs> anyway um yeah robin leaves and uh and then after as soon as robin leaves a commercial comes on starring grubeck uh, <laughs> <With> <laughs> where he shitty is, fucking pencil thin mustache yeah, yeah. So before we, i'm sorry before before we go on it was constantly back and forth it was it was you know christmas movie zombie movie christmas movie zombie movie, yeah we christmas were movie, zombie movie. We need to we need to really make that sure that that's clear. We, it was, they flip the back and forth. So yeah, we much. said that. Yes. It's, yeah. All right, it's no, I get you. That's important. Right. Yeah, no, it is important for what's about important. to happen. Um, back and forth. So Grubeck is advertising the new super remote called the Zappomatic, which controls every electrical device in your house. Mm. Grubeck points the remote at the screen or right at Paula from oh. inside the TV. And Paula turns black and white and then vanishes and reappears 
inside the TV. Before, before, before we go forward, can we talk a little bit about the commercial? Because I love the commercial so much. I do love when they're like, this is the Zappomatic, and they show like a bump. Dude, it's fucking Ted Bundy and Peg. It's totally Ted Bunny and Peg. It's a very Ted Bunny Peg. Al Bundy. Al Bundy. Ted Bundy Bundy was a serial killer. I was like, where are you going? I was going to say, dude, that is not Al Bundy. (laughs) Well, you know where my mind is. That is like a nerdy fucking geeky dude, and he's got like stains on his shirt. That is not Al fucking Bundy. I do like how he goes, this is for the TV? Nope. This is for this? Nope. This is for the garage? Nope. This is for the vibrator? And she jumps holding her butt. And she's like, sorry, baby. He has a vibrator remote control. A remote controlled vibrator. His vibrator for his wife. Which which nowadays totally exists wireless. But the remote control ones back in the day, they were attached with a wire. They were were wireless. Dude, I love how you're breaking this down. (laughs) Alexa, please turn on the vibrator. Yes. <laughs> you know she said that many times. The way she just And you said know the that. sad thing is I guarantee there's something out there that works like a Bluetooth vibrator that does that. Are I'm you sure hiding an Alexa is. somewhere that I don't know about? Chris is like, what the fuck? <laughs> I love that part. So So yes. She She gets sucked in. Paula finds herself in the movie It's a Wonderful Life. During the end, where everyone's gathered around singing, it's the end of the movie. George Bailey, you're the best. You're the best in town. Here's all the money. And Paula seems way too calm about oh. being magically transported into a black and white Dude, movie. She's got snow in her hair because everyone's coming inside with snow. Everyone, like she's, she looks. I mean. Yes, it's 90s effects. She looks real confused, but, but she's like just taking totally it in cool. Yeah, she's like, yeah. all right. I have to say, these 90s effects are pretty decent. They're she looks bad. like she's fitting in pretty yeah. well. That's because they just reshot the movie in black and white. They didn't, it's, not the, it's not the movie. They just reenacted it. It's not like green screen or anything. So <laughs> It's still a good. Uh, where were we? I liked it. Um. So and the famous line, every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings, Where that the little we? girl says. Uh, in this, it gets changed <laughs> to, in this version, to every time a bell rings, a zombie comes to take us all to hell. Which is like, okay. Um, and that's when, you know, the bell rings. And that's when Paula finally gives pause. Uh, she's like, uh-oh. And that's when all of the partygoers turn to face Paula but they have now all changed into zombies, <laughs> and they start to go after her. So we I... now we, we are zapped between. We've gone from Wonderful Life back to Night of the Living Dead. It, I... did feel, it did feel real disturbing to see that little girl be like, "All oh, the zombies come to life." I'm like, yeah. "Oh damn!" I love this scene so much. I love everything about what's happening right now. <laughs> I love. Everything. She's <laughs> celebrating Christmas. Everything's great. And all of a sudden it turns into zombies. I can't get enough of it. it so it was creative for. It's the, now, it, it made me so happy. This is kind of an off thing, but. Uh, and Marshall might want to. Anyone of you might remember. When did the movie Remote Control with. Yes. Uh, that, I was thinking. Uh, I didn't know if anybody else was going to get the company guys. John Ritter. John yeah. Ritter. No, I'm not talking I about. I'm talking movie. about. No, okay. I, I think it was right. Around, I think it was. It ripped right that off too. I remember somebody took me to see that in the theaters when I was a kid, and 
Yeah, it's exactly like the this same thing, a, like just uh, zapping through TV stations. It was an ongoing theme. Yeah. Yeah. You get sucked into the, and then they've done it with uh, whatever that movie was with Reese Witherspoon and Tobey Maguire years later. And then that oh, turned uh, Pleasant, into a thing. Pleasant yeah, Hill. Yeah, but it kind of, but that, they, they were, like you said, they were ripping off Nightmare on Elm Street. They yeah. were like grabbing weird shit. Like, I feel like that's what the 90s did, though. Like, that early period of the 90s, it was kind of weird, and they had gone through this big change in the 80s, and then it was kind of like, now where are we? What's hot? And yeah, Let's like, grab it. 89 to, like, 92, there was a lot of repetition. Mm, I, I agree. Feel like repetition. Yeah, 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 it was yep, just yep. a lot of repetition. It's where still people cool. Were, yeah, it's very, it, yeah. There, yeah, some of it but was it's done really good, But it's awkward. It's yeah. awkward. It's an awkward time. time. Yeah. Uh, so Paul is trapped between the zombies and the door, and then that's when suddenly more. Zo- that's when zombies start breaking through the door behind her, grabbing at her. And you, clear- it's, I love this part because one of the zombies you can clearly see wearing the black driving glove that Barbara's brother Johnny wears in Night of the Living Dead. <laughs> Johnny, so they even have like the Johnny, Johnny zombie. But dude, one of the zombies is also burnt from fucking from. Nope. Aaron's goddamn drunk can't even talk anymore. <laughs> so awesome. Which is great. That makes for fun. Uh, Bert from what? Bert from It's a Wonderful Life. He's the uh, one oh, with yes, 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 like yeah, playing yeah, yeah, the accordion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, yes. Yep, 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 That's right. Yep, yep, yep. That's right. Um, so Paula, she's, she, she's sliding down the door screaming and like cowering. And then we see the uh, the little girl from uh, It's a Wonderful Life. She's now a zombie. Zuzu? And she's holding a gardening trowel. What? She comes out of the crowd of zombies and she she just kills like Paula dead, yeah. just like now living yeah. dead when the daughter kills Helen in in the movie uh and so that's it that's the scene and we go back to Robin as she exits the kitchen with a bowl of popcorn <laughs> hey and when she enters the living room we see Paula dead on the floor in front of the TV covered in blood with the garden trowel sticking out of her chest so yeah it's a it was it's a pretty I will give th- this movie it's okay it's kind of it's fine sucks <laughs> can I can I ask cuz I guess I missed something. Okay. Um Sorry. and it's been years since I've seen it, but I've seen it a lot as a kid, but so when that zombie just stabbed the girl to death, like mm-hmm. you guys just acted like there was meaning to that, but I was like wouldn't a zombie just eat her face? What did I miss? Why well, I is that it's, important? Cuz it's well, from Night of the Living Dead. You never seen Night of the Living Dead? Yeah, but I don't remember it like In the really? basement, yeah. in the Helen basement. Carter, the the wife of the the of uh I forget the the husband's name, but they they're He's the one they had the little douche. daughter, yeah, the douchebag guy. Uh, and they take her down to the basement because she's been bitten, and they're trying to save her. Yeah, the little daughter is down there the whole time. You don't know that she's been bit. She's just sick. The litter, yeah, uh, yeah. the little daughter has yes. been bitten. Yeah, yes. and she turns into a zombie and kills her mother with, with a garden trowel. Which yeah. I thought the same thing. In the movie. So like, my why argument using... still stands. There will never be a zombie that would do that. No. no. Well, they, okay. I agree, so but... if you okay. watch the You're extras. It just, if you watch the extras on Night of the Living Dead, the people that created that movie actually talk about that scene and that they needed to do something scary, but that wasn't too graphic because they couldn't show the little girl like biting the mother. Like and today. So, yeah. So they wanted to show in black and white her being incredibly afraid and build that suspense. And so when they kill the mother with a tool, 
then they can create blood spray, okay. which they actually created with, I think it was like chocolate syrup or yeah. something yeah, like that. that. They like created yeah, they chocolate did. syrup. So they there is like a thing that they talk about if you watch the extras to that. See, I've, never seen the, I've never seen the extra. Yeah. I, I didn't, I've never seen the extra. Okay. I think we have like the anniversary version, which is why. I get it, but yeah, you know, I agree with Doug. That's like I, the only time you ever see in these movies like a zombie, a zombie use like an, use a tool a yeah. or an instrument to kill somebody. And I like that they did that now. They homage that. Yeah, they homage it. You know, in Knuckle Bones, he uses a gun to shoot Nazis. So whatever, I, demons can do that. So, I uh, wouldn't know. I didn't see knuckle bones. Oh, well, and, hey, Doug, Doug. Every every Halloween we watch uh, uh, Night of Living Dead. So feel free to come over. Yeah, come I, over. Yeah. yeah. What's your address? Please say it right now. <laughs> uh, so Robin screams, runs for the back door. When she opens it, she finds herself face to face with Grubeck, who mm. now looks like his face has been stung by a swarm of bees. Or he has a horrible case of herpes. <laughs> <laughs> Grubeck enters the house, turns off the lights while backing Robin away from the door. He picks up the phone, telling Robin that he wants her soul, dials 911. Yeah. Grubeck uses his powers to alter his voice to sound like Robin, and he tells the 911 operator that I just killed my best friend using Robin's yes. voice. After that, he closes in on Robin, she telling her something. You know, he says something like, um, "She's going to be his for eternity" or something like that. And Robin turns, runs for the front door, flings it open, and this time she runs into Spike. <laughs> Thank God he got there right at ten o'clock. Yeah, <laughs> right. Well, oh, no, you have something? No, it bothered me because like when he was back there at the bookstore, and they said they closed at midnight. Brigitte or whatever was like, "We close in a few minutes." So he was going to be at her house at 10, but they're about to close at midnight. There's a two-hour yeah, difference talk, there, yeah. and that fucking bothered me, but whatever. That, no, that, that's a great point. Like, that, that's bullshit. That's just lazy it's, script writing. That's something that should have yeah. not, not, well, not There's happened. only four people writing the script. So. Uh, yeah, there's four, between four people, you think they'd catch that. Um, so Grubeck joins Spike and Robin in the living room. Spike picks up a fire poker, swings at Grubeck, but the poker just harmlessly goes right through Grubeck. Of course. Grubick says that they, they can't touch him, and uh, but he can touch them. and But then he says he'll come back and just vanishes in his blue light. So it's like, but that's a big show, and I'm like, oh. I'll be right back, guys. I, I, Hold on a second. I love this scene because there's so much awesomeness. Yeah, in you scene. really love this movie. You love everything <laughs> he, in this he, movie. He slices through him. He slices. He can't hit him. But instead of just like he just drops it. He just drops the pokers. I can't hit him. And then Grubin goes, "I can't. I'll, I'll be back." And and he disappears. And then when he disappears, he also uses the door. Yeah. Because he also uses the door. He disappears, and then the door opens, and the door well, doesn't closes. He, doesn't he open like, the door with his mind, though? I mean, the door just opens. He doesn't, like, but he push does, it open. Yeah. He does both. He disappears, the door opens, the door closes. What an asshole. And when he leaves, apparently the kitchen then fills up with fog. So he leaves fog behind now when he disappears. There's lots so, of dry eyes. There's so lots of dry eyes. So the dry budget eyes was huge. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's where the budget goes. <laughs> Couldn't he use that to make the movie better? No, no, no. That's, That's why they could only afford fries. Yeah. They couldn't afford anything else. <laughs> Between the dry ice and the explosions. It's Sorry, just, guys. Just you're, fries. All, you're all eating fries. <laughs> so Spike and Robin, they flee the house, and we cut back to the jail cell. Jody approaches Grubeck's cell. Seeing his face, he says... It looks like a map of the moon. So now, it, this is weird because every time we see Grubeck in his astral form, 
his face is fucked up. But right. when he's normal, his face is fine. But and in this scene, he's normal, right? I mean, he's well, back in his cell. The way I he's looked at it his was body. in his astral form, he is fucked up. In his physical form, he was a little fucked up. That's but it made, a, it made a big jump. Marshall's right. Now yeah. all of a sudden his face is fucked up. I thought the same thing. Like, I thought he was fine. It's not as fucked up as the astroform, but it's getting more and more yeah, deteriorated. Yeah. Okay. You okay. know what I'm saying? Brubeck um, corrects Joyce saying, no, it resembles the topography of hell. They exchange some more words. Grubeck laughs a lot in this yeah, scene. Yeah, he's like just, real crazy and like... <laughs> yeah, he's just lots of laughing. <laughs> we go back to Robin and Spike sneaking around town for some reason. Like, I don't know why they're sneaking, but they're going around town sneaking around. And she's wanted for killing her, her friend. Yeah. He called 911, so now they're looking for her. You were, I guess that would make sense, but yeah. they, do, I, they do a really shitty job of conveying. That's why yes, they're sneaking. Yes, they don't explain that very well. I didn't even think well, about no. that until you just brought that up. Right. Um. So, uh, where were we? Um, they're sneaking the, around. Yeah, the town. I just I lost my. They're being speaker. super sneaky. All right, so Robin wants to know what they're gonna do. Like, what we're we gonna do? And Spike says that they're gonna kill Grubeck, and his plan is to lure Grubeck Grubeck's astral ghost form away, leaving Robin to actually kill Grubeck's body in the jail cell. She cries a bit, saying, "I don't think I can do this." I don't and, but, think I can do that. But of course she. He's like, yeah, I'll totally do this. I want to come back to this now because this is like when he asked her to break into the office. She's like, I don't know. Now you're asking her to go murder, murder somebody. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, yep, totally do it. Right. Man, <laughs> I don't know if I can do this. She says it twice. I don't know if I can do this. He does kiss You're her. doing it. Yeah, I was yeah, going to say, he, he gives her a big old smooch but or something. Really, you know. it's, it's, and calls her you know, like a kiddo. Hey, kiddo. Or yeah. Spike, Spike. You're, you're the real he hero. He kissed her and called her kiddo? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> well, yes. what? so wouldn't the plan be better if... Who the ghost is after, which is the girl, you go running yeah, down the you. road. <gasps> and I'm the rebel without a cause. I thought I'll get into a jail. Huh? I thought the same thing. Somebody. Like, he should be the one killing her because Grubeck, she's the one Grubeck wants. She's He's the, the bait. bait. Yeah. Yes. Thought the yes. same thing. Um, but you. so Spike Base says, as long as Grubeck's astral form is chasing me, she has nothing to worry about. Uh, that's when they kiss. And he's like, you'll be okay. I'll meet Kiddo. you at. I'll meet you at the point, which has never been referenced in this movie. At, One time, wait, I take it back. I take it right at, in the restaurant. In the restaurant, yes. Um, but which I, is where Millie Vanilli was? Yeah, no, he was in the park. Millie Vanilli was in the park. <laughs> We're at the point. We don't That's know the because who who cares? Yeah. <laughs> we don't know because when we get cares. to the point, it's clearly not the park. Oh, that's true. The early. point is yeah, not the park. That's true. Uh, Sarah um, nailed it. So we cut to Spike riding his bike up to the police station. Shit. He starts yelling out for Grubeck. Apparently, Grubeck can hear all this through the w- concrete walls and like from like a, it's so far away. He's a demon. He, but yeah. he just comes up and yells at the building. He's like, "Hey, hey, who are you? I hate you!" Again, apparently, apparently, Jody and the sheriff are the only <laughs> cops in town. The only ones, because there's not a single cop ever. There's no cops coming out. So like, what the hell are you doing? Why are you yelling outside the police station? It's like a four-story building. Yes. <laughs> He's just going, hey, yo. This is supposed to be a small town. And this you know, thing is like a giant, like, government-sized federal building. <laughs> see, like, downtown St. Louis or something. But Grubeck's, like, cell has that old school, like, yes, it looks like, like bars. A, it's like a wild and, like, west bar. Open, <laughs> it's just an open window. Like he's fucking Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Frankenstein's <laughs> monster. <laughs> It's 
It's always like these candles. Challenge accepted, bitch. Here I come. Like yeah. it should be lit by candlelight or something. Grubeck hears that he changes into his astral form. He leaves the cell, leaving his physical body behind, sleeping on the cat. Grubeck's astral form then hijacks a semi truck and chases and then begins to chase Spike, who is on his motorcycle. But carries the fucking trailer. Why would I don't know, man? You're driving this giant semi, I chasing love a motorcycle. Aaron loves everything. Let's go ahead and pull the trailer too. You Boy, know he didn't mean? have time to, you know, unhook it. I He's guess a demon. he can't do that with his mind. He can't I think snap his fucking, you know. I think you're questioning this way too much <laughs> at this point. At this point, we're all the way to the end. Yeah, well, it, it all pisses yeah. you off. So, so just... Grubeck drives <laughs> off in, in the semi-truck. And as soon as he does, like the, the instant he does, in rides Robin in her car. She gets out of the car. She enters the police station. And we go back to the car chase. Um, and again, at this point, I also notice that when Robin enters the police station, she's empty-handed. So you would think oh. that if you're going to kill someone, no, I thought she had the gun. No, no. she oh. is completely empty-handed. You, I would think she would have a gun or I a knife or did. something. Okay. Not at this point. She's I got will, nothing. I, like I will also say that I was in and out of sleep. Like towards <laughs> the end of this movie, I'm like, uh, it's real hard. There's so much time in between things. I'm like, yeah, like falling at this asleep point, she goes into completely empty-handed. It's real hard. It's real um, hard. So Grubeck's chasing after Spike down a very empty road, <laughs> and roads and highways. Again, no traffic at all. Uh, Grubeck's laughing the whole time he's driving like Honking a madman. the horn. As, <laughs> as, as, as I would, too. If I was driving <laughs> a semi trying to kill someone, I'd be like, ha-ha. <laughs> I'd be doing the same thing. Uh, Spike speeds up as Grubeck starts to get close, and he ends, Spike leaves Grubeck in the dust. Which, again, to me, seems a very bad idea since the whole plan is to have Grubeck chase you. Losing Grubeck and leaving him behind seems very counterproductive to your plan. Well, he <laughs> is on a motorcycle and Grubeck's in a fucking semi. I mean, there is no way that a semi is going to keep up with a motorcycle. I do love how he's just I like agree, but if he, along. But if he's trying to say, I have to lure him away, you wouldn't go for three. Like, you're yeah. safe well, enough to yeah, keep but him the, going. He can't, he, he, he's got to... But then he like, just him going. takes off. You know, he's got to keep He does gun it. He's like... Burr. He just turns <laughs> it on, and he's gone. And even Grubeck kind of goes like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> uh, back to Robin. She's calling out for Jody in, again, a very dark and very empty police station. Uh, Joey's dead body falls out of a closet, laying oh, at Robin's oh, feet. Yeah. You mean Jody body stumbles out? Because it's so funny. She opens the door. The guy, the actor, goes... Takes two or three steps <laughs> and then falls. I um, love it. I love that part. Even though he's completely dead. He's yeah. completely dead. Yeah. yeah. Like, and his he... throat is like completely his ripped so... open. His dead. neck. Yeah. It's so the the makeup on this effect is so crazy that it looks like they just poured like a jar of like thick jelly or cranberry sauce on his neck and called it a day. <laughs> uh, yes. There's so much of it like on it. You can't even really tell what happened. It's just like this bloody mess on his neck. And so after she finds the body, we cut back to Spike, who is now so far ahead of Grubeck that you can't even see the truck behind him anymore. You can't. It, it's now nowhere, nowhere to be seen. It's gone. Spike has enough time to come to a complete stop, lift the visor on his helmet, Look cool. and pull out a bundle 
of fucking dynamite. <laughs> Acme? Where did you get that? Where did get dynamite At from? At the Acme store. Uh, Come on. So he lights it's like three, three <laughs> sticks of dynamite. It's at least two. Definitely, yeah, at least two. Three, I think it was three sticks that him taped together with like black electrical tape. Like tape, yes. And he he lights the wick on it, which is a long wick. A long wick. It, should have, it needed to be at least like uh, a lot three longer. feet. Yeah, it should have been a lot longer. And what's he do with it? He shoves it down his pants. <laughs> Whoa. That's safe. What? <laughs> so now the truck comes back into view. Spike races off again as the wick on the dynamite burns down. Towards the truck. He's, yeah. Right. It's um, like a game of chicken. But the thing is, the angle, it's very weird because the angle they show him drive off, it makes it look like he's going away from the truck. Right. And then the very next scene, we see him going towards the truck. Right. It's just bad editing there. Yeah. Um. So... Uh, Spike pulls the dynamite out from his pants as he races towards the truck. Grubeck somehow makes the truck jackknife. Like, he hits the brake and the trailer swings around. Right. And <sighs> Spike throws the dynamite and then pulls, like, a Jackie Chan-like move and, like, slides <laughs> under the truck yeah. on the motorcycle under the jackknifing trailer. The dynamite explodes, causing the rear, the back part of the trailer to explode as well. Which then leads to a chain reaction of the whole trailer and truck exploding. <laughs> it was a gas truck. I mean, and there were dynamite now. It was like a food truck. It was, <laughs> it was highly volatile <laughs> and like materials every, in that truck. <laughs> like every other bad movie we've done on this show, this explosion gets covered from like three or four different <laughs> angles. Four or five. It was a truck Ba-boom. full Ba-boom. of dynamite. Guys. Yeah, it like, dynamite it reminded me so much of the boat in Humorous from the Deep. And then the, there was one movie, I think it might have been Humorous too, but a truck like goes off a bridge and cl- hits a ravine. That and was it blows also Humorous from the Deep. Just like, ba-boom, ba-boom, ba-boom. But I love this scene. It was so crazy. I'm sorry, I love this movie. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Full disclosure. This, this honestly made me think of a T2. Terminator 2. Go yeah. back to Terminator 2. Think about that scene where Terminator 2, when they're heading towards that, that smelt factory, and they have the, uh, the it's liquid nitrogen. It's a liquid nitrogen tank, and it does that weird, like, clip. Yeah, jack. Yeah. It, it jack turns to the side. It jackknives, yeah, jack and it drives forward. That must be a scene, like, the music in the beginning, that jackknife. The problem the is, truck, though. Everything in like T two T two. Unfortunately, I think T two came out ninety two, and this was ninety one. Well, so they, it actually beat Terminator two. The punch well, in that you one. know what? They go wow. Well, here's my question. This is an awesome movie. So <laughs> the main thing is like well two uh, two things. Uh, first off, the guy is a ghost driving the truck. So right. why did Spike feel like he needed to blow up this truck? What? But but most importantly, point. so at the very beginning of Spike's plan, when he calls out uh, Brubeck or whatever, Brubeck, yeah. Brubeck, he didn't know how Grubeck was going to chase him, but yet he had three sticks of dynamite, dynamite. <laughs> just in case old Grubeck jumps in a truck full of dynamite to blow point. up later. Preparation. Like, what, what is the... 
the trailer say? Like the the truck that he drove away. I don't trailer, know. It says that's what we're about, trying to uh, talk some about. Sort of chemicals. Did yeah, it, it did. It did. It did. I didn't see that. But did he just? I just know it wasn't. It wasn't like the round like gasoline or liquid. No, It was a it was a box. It was a box. Trailer, but it said something about some sort of chemical or. I something. missed that. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't see. But close Doug enough. brings up a good point. Like he's a freaking demon ghost. Like how did? Yeah. I think he's gonna Can pick he just, that one right there. Yeah. Like, why would he even? Right why would he even need the, the yeah, truck? Why does he, he need the damn? We've truck. seen him teleport and show up wherever he wants. Anyway, why is he just like he, show he's up? He's teleported and, inside a car. Why doesn't yeah. he just teleport on the back of the bike yeah. and yeah. like trip up the bike or, or like? Whatever. Yeah. Or, just and how is yeah, I like how is he gonna know he's gonna take the <laughs> yeah, truck? Yeah, the stick. It does bring up a bigger flaw that I'll go ahead and just say it now because you did mention. I thought this as soon as they, as soon as she found the dead cop that weekend and Bernie's did out of the closet, like, <laughs> even though his throat was slit. So you see all the dead cops. So then I was like, and do you remember when Grubeck said the line because him and Spike were fighting and Spike punched through the astral yeah. form and he goes, "I can touch you, but yeah. you can't touch me." Yeah. So then, why in the very beginning, once he has this power, does he not immediately kill all the cops, which he already did in the end, and just get the keys because he can touch anything, and then put his body in a safe place, and nobody can ever do anything to him ever. He's not the smartest demon. Yeah, I guess. He's not. You're smart. At this point, he's like, he's being protected by the police, so why would he kill the police? But that's what he does. But but I know what he does at the end. But what? Yeah, he's getting cocky. Uh, Agreed. Yeah. Okay. So at this point, he's already in jail. His body can't go anywhere. So you think he's Nobody using can them get as to protection him. to the Absolutely. body. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Um, well, yeah. We're going deep. Yeah. <laughs> going deep. Are you Are you happy now, Doug? We're going deep. I still don't know why Spike had the fucking dynamite in his pants. It didn't make any sense. And where was he hiding said dynamite? Hey, is that some dynamite so, in your pocket? Or are you? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we go back to Robin, who now has a gun. So uh, <laughs> Good for her. I get you. Know, obviously, you can't take it off one of the cops. Some at this point, she enters the cell block. She spots someone sleeping under a blanket in a cell. But it's his cell. It is. But it's like you, they build up like oh, you, they really build up like it's gonna be like the falls. Like oh, that's not him, or it's gonna be a dead body. But she opens the she opens up the cell, slowly creeps up on a sleeping person, pulls back the blanket, and it's just Grubeck, and she screams. Which the scream, he was asleep. <laughs> she screams, wakes him up just in time for him to knock the gun away as she pulls the trigger. And again, like, what the fuck, bitch? Like, she is not the one to come murder somebody. Why would you fucking scream? Like, I hate I hate this so much. This is one of the things I hate the most. Because it's not like she wasn't expecting him to be there. She's there to get to him, yes. to find him and kill him. So when she does find him, why is she screaming to wake him up? Just She's pull the ex- trigger. She's I'm not right, experienced. I'm right there with you. That was my exact same gripe. Oh my god! So Grubeck tells her that she that uh, he killed Spike and that uh, it's him and her for the rest of eternity. Robin knees him in the balls and just runs away. Again, always kick him in the balls. Always. <laughs> oh, that worked. Isn't that worked. Like that worked. Charm. Isn't that what Krav Maga says? Uh, <laughs> uh, Grubeck just walks after her. Uh, Robin reaches her car outside, gets in, drives away. Cut to Spike waking up on the road, surrounded by flaming debris. He stands up, removes his helmet, mullet, mullet looking perfect, <laughs> looks around a little bit like, huh? And just like Grubeck now, he vanishes in a blue light. What? What the fuck is happening in this movie? 
Hey, Brigitte Nielsen taught him everything. <laughs> what is it? I, I swear to fucking Christ. In the magical two hours that shouldn't have existed. Yeah. She did say something to the effect of in, in the event of, of extreme pain and distress, uh, you can go into the astral plane. Yeah, yeah, so he learned everything yes. he needed to know. Yes. So apparently he masters it in like reading like basically the, bo- the Cliff Notes the version. Body he now, he's now become Doctor Strange. Astral do physics for Absolutely. dummies. Jesus Christ. The body moves. He wiggles around a little bit and goes, ugh. Doesn't seem like he's dead. Doesn't seem like he's really that hurt. He's like trying to get around. He's like, I'm just too tired. And all of a sudden, it's astral plane spike. Yep. So Robin drives to the point. She gets out of the car yelling for spike. As she walks away from her car, the trunk pops open, which you kind of think, what, huh? Uh, but no, you never see me get out of the trunk. No, it's like it no just pops up, especially in the eighties. <laughs> just on. pops up, um, uh, not getting an answer to her call. She starts crying as she reaches the steep, like high cliff that overlooks the ocean, the large rocks below. Hence the point. Yes, Grubeck pops up behind her, grabs her. Uh, he makes her an offer of her life for her love, or you know, something like that. She goes, you need to love me or I'm going to kill you. Basically, he's just shaking her. It's like, love me. And she's like, no, no, no. I yeah. love you. <laughs> love me. She refuses. Grubeck demands that she says she loves him. Spike pops. Pi- Spike just pops up from Spike fucking nowhere. Spike just goes, I love you, asshole. Yeah, he's like, I'll love you, asshole. <laughs> Spike <laughs> punches Grubeck so hard in the face <laughs> that Grubeck goes flying over the cliff edge. And plummets to his death on the rocks below. Death by punch. This is a fucking right cross from hell. Exactly. <laughs> Let me get this straight. Let me get this straight. Okay. So this is Spike's ghost. Yes. Form. His form. Astral, astral form, form. That knocks out Grubeck's human astral. form. No, because Grubeck's now in his human form. Human form now. Now in his so, human form. Oh. Okay. Okay. Well, okay. even yeah, that's. Uh, so sorry, so everybody. Fight. We don't know. Astral form. The astral form can hurt the physical form, but the physical can't hurt I, the astral. I just ah. love the fact that he says, "I love you, asshole." <laughs> and punches his ass over a cliff. <laughs> or, not just like he doesn't like he punches him and he like he stumbles back from the punch. No, he he goes flying off. Like <laughs> he goes flying like twelve feet into the he air and over a cliff. The air, like, <laughs> so, so does the astral hard. form. Astral form has like way more. Superpowers. Though. Yeah, okay. I guess. Yeah, like, you make like it relevant like, with yeah, everything yeah, yeah. coming up. It's like it's like he just gets sucker punched by like Thanos in the Infinity Gauntlet, wearing the gauntlet or the Hulk or something, Dude, and he goes flying. I'm just gonna bring him back to Mike Tyson. Sorry. Like, <laughs> Try it again. Let's see if we can get it. Kith, Kith, Kith. You, you're God. You can't. You're so drunk. You can't even speak anymore. Now that totally sounds like Dusty Rhodes after a few Budweisers. <laughs> Kiss the beach. Kiss the beach. Kiss the show. Good try. So Spike helps Robin up. They hug. They kiss again. And dear fucking God, what happens next is just sheer bonkers and retarded. I love it. They they both now glow in a blue light. Both of them are glowing like fucking dead Jedis. Spike then transforms into balls of colored light that fly up into the starry night sky, then explode like fireworks while Robin just stands there looking up and smiling yes. like this is totally cool and completely expected. He ascended to heaven. Like, she's like, yeah, 
And <laughs> he dear made it. fucking God, are he these light, these special effects are so shitty. <laughs> so, like, they were, you're telling me they couldn't have just got a regular fireworks shot up in the air and it would have been so much better than what they Dude, did on this film. I love it. I love that she kisses him. He floats up and she looks up and she's like, cut this, like, awe-stricken face, mouth agape, like, open, like, oh. And then so, the explosion, <laughs> and then she closes it and smiles like, yeah. So, <laughs> he made it. It's, yeah. That's it's insane. So, we crossfade to Robin and her dad talking on the beach. Robin tells them about Grubeck killing all the people. The father's like, yeah, my bad. I should have listened to you. I'm like, no. No, you shouldn't have listened to her because what she's saying is fucking insane. Crazy. And so Looney Tunes, no one would ever believe that story. Sheriff Stone walks up saying that just uh, uh, that they, they just pulled Grubeck's body off the rocks and asked Robin if she has any idea how he ended up down there. She's like... Spike did. Spike killed quick. him. Yeah. That's pretty quick. Yeah. Very quick. Uh, Stone tells her that Spike is dead, that he died in a crash over an hour ago. Stone then has Robin arrested for killing Grubeck. No. Robin is loaded up and driven away, screaming, I didn't kill anybody. I didn't do it. Daddy, daddy, help. Blah, blah, blah. So the, the angry sheriff is now arresting Robin. Yeah, okay. Now, I thought that was weird. They switched to that. That was another thing where the cops actually act like they should in any normal movie. Like, all of a sudden, she gets, yeah. you know, like, I thought that was crazy. Um, I agree with you. It, and it's so, so sudden. <laughs> that, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense for them to all of a sudden be like, because in any other horror movie, when it ends and everybody's okay... There is no, uh, there's no repercussions. No, You're like, well, oh, not. you just murdered all these people in a mall because zombies were attacking, and then but you know, nobody believes you at all. I, you know what I mean? Like, there's always well, like there was the whole time like where like she kept talking about like uh, her dad like wouldn't believe her. He's just really worried about me. He always worries about you. Like he's the most. Yeah. I don't yeah. Uh, so anyway, um, as she drives up, the camera pans over from the ambulance that she's driving, you know, as the ambulance drives away Daddy. and the car. And we pan over to a payphone that starts to ring and we hear Grubeck laughing. Roll the credits. That's the, that's it. That's, that's oh the fucking God. movie. I don't. <laughs> Jesus Christ. End credits. End credits. Um, so. uh I made it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go on to our favorite kills. There can be only one favorite kill. All right, not a whole lot of kills in this movie. Um, and honestly, everything kind of sucked. But I, I think we, I kind of have an idea that we might all have the same one, but let's mm. make it official. Um, we'll start ladies first. Sarah, what's your favorite kill? Uh, I'm going to go with the janitor being <laughs> exploded by the truck, which I think, because that, I mean, honestly... Um, I have to admit that I missed some of the later kills because, again, like there was so much time in between things and there was so much talking and drama and excited, suspenseful, weird music and everything. So like when a kill happened, I'd be like, did, did somebody just die? I don't I don't know what happened. So but that one was so good because it was like the truck came. <laughs> he had so much time. Everybody had time, but no one did anything. That's true. And then he exploded <laughs> all over. He just exploded. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, uh, Let's just speed this up. Are we all in agreement that the truck, the jammer getting hit by the truck is the best kill in this movie? No. Yes, and like no. runner up. Oh. Would, oh, no. 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 Go oh. ahead, Chris. Keep all going. right. We have, we, okay, we do have varying different I, I would agree. I would agree. I would say runner up is the, uh, the Aaron. Oh, no. What's her name? Uh, Paula. Yes. That's what mine is. Really? Yeah, the, yeah. The. Well, trowel. Because it's not, I'm not judging by the way she was killed. It was the setup, the lead yeah. to it. The thing that bothered me, though, was uh, why are you fucking mixing Halloween and Christmas? Yeah, yeah. That yeah. fucking pissed me off. Except yeah. for yeah. Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas. Well, that's nope. a different, that's a completely <laughs> different situation. I think, Aaron, you had a different, was that, what was your, did you have something else? Well, no, that was my favorite kill. The, <laughs> which one? So which so great. No, it was, it was, it was Paula getting killed Paula, okay. in, the, in the mix of... The, the the getting sucked into It's a Wonderful Life, which is one of my favorite movies. Oh. It really is. It's, it's one of my movie. like it, it's it's in I my agree, g- but I don't like. Well, why are we mixing? It doesn't make it makes no sense. Here's so the you're thing. Thinking too much about. Give, give me give me a minute here, because I love It's a Wonderful Life. It's one of my favorite all time Halloween or pardon me holiday movies. Nine Living Dead, one of my all time Halloween movies. You blending the two in such a fun way to the point where they actually paid so much attention to detail that they have Bert, a character who is a police officer who loves George Bailey, being she still has a her fucking like uh, accordion on his chest as he's a zombie walking to go kill the gal. <laughs> Zuzu, Zuzu spells Zuzu comes and kills. Oh my god, I'm freaking out the whole time. I'm freaking out. I'm like, why doesn't anyone else know about this wonderful scene? I think it's an absolute beautiful blend between two public domain gems. All right. I loved it. I thought it was absolutely beautiful. I Everyone corrected. should know about it. I stand corrected. But Aaron, I feel like you and me are going to fight. At the <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if I lose. We'll, we'll do I'm a still... live Instagram video. <laughs> live video uh, for Chris, live, and, live Instagram Chris and Aaron throwing down. down. It's the um, best. I'm, I'm with Chris and Sarah. I'm with the truck and the janitor getting hit by the truck and exploding. <laughs> uh, the scene she was good. Run. I'll give you that. It was a unique, kind of unique scene, but I don't have the same, I guess, emotional attachment to It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, I've never even seen the fucking movie. I, really? I don't like Christmas movies. I don't How watch it. How dare you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I knew that'd be get big rap. Never mind. Chris is gonna fight Marshall now. <laughs> We're gonna take Royal Rumble. <laughs> no, no, no. Fuck that. I'm gonna go a one on two tag. Whatever. Handicap <laughs> match. Kill both the asses. All right, you guys are gonna have a three way. Aww. <laughs> um, so all right, we have, we have a split, split, uh, split. And that gay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's move on to uh, odds and Not ends. That way. Not only did they watch these films, they researched them too. Ugh, what is wrong with these guys? All right, uh, ratings. IMDb gives it a four point one out of ten. Rotten Tomatoes, uh, yeah. there is no thermometer score for this movie, which kind of surprised me because it's so old. But And it has a 16% audience score. Oh, and Amazon gives it a 2.7 out of 5. Plot keywords. Ooh. There were 55 plot keywords. Uh, and I love Panties. some of these. Panties. Um, we have scantily clad, okay. bathing suit, nipples visible through clothing. <laughs> that happens. Here's the first one, which I love. Exploding toilet. <laughs> and finally, after a long hiatus, we finally get our panty lovers back. Yes. Yay! Panties yes. 
and white panties were oh, both nice. oh. do a double dose of panties. Yeah, you, should start, you should start like keeping Tally track of the these. Panties? No, no, no. Not, Exploding toilet, you said is like a first. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, uh, if I yeah, if I, I list, go back and like, all the different like how many times we've had panties. Go back. It'd be so so <laughs> much. So that'd be like so much pa- work. The panties lovers love us. Um. Yeah. So trivia. There's a few things I found. Uh, Mindy Seeger, who plays the nurse at Robin's School, was also in the original Nine Seven Six Evil as a victim oh. of the evil phone service. Um. Was she the one with the heels? I'm thinking she might have been the heel girl. I don't yeah, because yeah. that's the only person I can think of yeah. from the original. At the beginning of the movie, when uh, Lori runs into school auditorium, we see the sign promoting the school. It's by Faust, directed by Joe Bob Briggs, mm-hmm. with Roger Gorman listed as the head of drama, yeah. <laughs> uh, head of the drama department. Uh, Joe Bob B- Briggs, his real name, uh, hosted a late night B movie program, uh, and Roger Gorman is referenced to famed movie director Roger uh, Corman. Roger people know Joe yeah, you Bob know Briggs. Um, and then Jim Wynorski himself, Wynorski, has admitted in an interview that while he does prefer to do sequels yeah. to bad movies so that he has a better chance of making a better film, uh, he does make an exception to, to this film, which he doesn't care for personally. So even the director no, of this movie yeah, doesn't like the movie. This fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's really all the trivia I could get. Uh, fortunately, I also cannot find the budget move for this. I really, oh! I really wanted a budget game today. It would be great, but I didn't have it. Uh, and normally we close out with five star reviews. Um, there were. Wait, let me guess. You couldn't find any. Oh no. Oh, there what? were. There were. <laughs> Only 10 total reviews for this movie on Amazon. Um, none, there were no five, you're right, none of them were five stars. There were two, two four star reviews, five three star reviews, one two star, and two one star reviews wow. for this movie. And normally I would write at least something down for this, but they were all really boring and bland. There was nothing really entertaining or funny or, you know, about any of the reviews. So I was like, fuck it, skip it, because I knew this episode was going to be long anyway. So one last thing to cut out. Um, so now we'll give our final thoughts. We'll, we'll wrap this up. Uh, we'll, you know what? We'll go clockwise. We'll start with Doug. Doug, what is your final thoughts on night? Uh, night. Uh, I almost said night of living dead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the factor, the by the astral way, factor, the, which is this full name, which is ridiculous. It is just ridiculous. Naming that. Um, I don't know. I, I think that, uh, it doesn't do anything for part one. And that's just you know, and it uh, Spike was kind of. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, we, me, and you both said so good, so bad it's good, right? I think oh, probably, yeah, 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 yeah we were, for yeah, sure. You, did. you guys did. Um, but uh, the I, and I can't remember his name. It's like Jeffrey something, but the guy that played the cousin who was also in Fright Night, the guy who in part one, yeah, yeah. I mean, he brought so much to that movie. There was no. Care. They got rid of the janitor, and then like I, I don't know. There just wasn't a character to me that I was like is carrying me through the movie because yeah. it wasn't Spike. No. no. So um, I wouldn't ever recommend it to anybody. I won't end up watching it again. I didn't. I wasn't like suffering while I watched it, but uh, you know, pretty silly. Personally, Sarah. I'm gonna have to. Agree. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna talk it up. It's so bad. It's- scary yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, so i'm gonna have to agree like i really liked the first one it was it was fun and it was funny and this one had a lot of like dramatic music and walking down hallways <laughs> and talking about feelings and not a lot of kill not a lot of kill at all um they like rope you in in the beginning with tits 
and panties and running awkwardly down hallways and uh, and then being killed by a stalactite stalagmite stalactite stalactite thank you very much but other than that like by the midway I was like really struggling to stay awake and like I, I would not recommend this but I mean there are parts of course that I thought were funny and that I liked there were characters but there was there was no like Doug said there was no real character that I was like really pulling for and then you know for the demon to be punched over the side of the cliff <laughs> to death he cartwheeled to his death that's eh, weak. <laughs> So bad it's scary. All right. Chris? <clears throat> Fuck this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so scary? I love the first one, man. I really love the first one. I love how they, uh, the phone conversation, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, again, the the cousin. Stokes. What was his name? Stokes. Thank Ho- you. Hoax. 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 Yeah, that yes. is, is a really Hoax. stupid Hoax. ass name I remember yeah. talking yes, about. I was like, thank what, you. Who names your kid Hoax? Oh, man. There was the, the, the aunt. Or the, or the his, crazy his Bible mother band. with yeah. the the fish that fucking rained down <laughs> Rain and fish. like he he started the conversation and then it it built on that phone call. Yes, you know now the phone call is just randomly coming at random phones. Like it's like the demon's just desperate to fucking grab somebody, anybody. I don't know, and the, they don't really explain wh- where Spike has been and like what's going on there and. <laughs> this movie sucked. This movie, I mean, because I like the first one, and they don't build on onto it from there. And right, that and makes they it don't suck build worse. I think yes. that's what yeah. adds to the yeah, suck. Absolutely, because there were cool scenes. Yeah, but. man. Yeah, there, there, there was fun parts, but it just where where are we at? You don't even understand where the the. The dean even got the number. Like, how does he get his? Yeah, powers? he's just like, he's already he, got the powers to start yeah, with. Yeah, man. I mean, where, where is this coming from? Yeah, we're yeah. just supposed to assume, and, and they do a shitty job of doing that. And right. So bad, it's scary. Uh, I think we all know where Aaron's going with this one. Cause I think he, so too, yeah. and, that, and that's what pisses me off because he hated the first one, and now he loves the second one. That sucks. <laughs> this movie seemed to be a collection of amazing scenes. Honestly, it was just—it was just like scenes. It was yeah. like it was just like scenes, like the scene with uh, the girl going into the. Uh, it's a wonderful life, and it transitioned to a zombie. That's a great scene. That's a fantastic scene. Well, I think we can all agree, and that's a that's a fun scene. Yeah. There's also the scene of the the car crash scene, and like, they're they're the car racing, they're racing through the cars, yeah. smashing through everything. That's a great scene. The opening spectacle of diving into the water and all that stuff, and it's a collection of great scenes. Spike and Robin eating fries in the <laughs> diner. Great, great scene. scene. Fantastic. <laughs> I mean, when you think of great Subpar scenes in movie fries. history, you think of you know, there's was it the. Uh, was it Meg Ryan or Harry Mae Simon? I'll have what she's having a diner. You know, there's a great conversation. <laughs> I think there's a great scene in Heat with like what Val Kilmer and yeah, yeah, Robert yeah. De Niro. All right, all right, right. But and then you have Spike <laughs> and Robin eating fries. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. yeah. Honey Bunny and what's the name from Pulp Fiction? You know, great. Are you ready, Honey Bunny? <laughs> Anyway, anyway, as I was saying, guys, all these collections of great scenes. Are you fucking kidding me? So bad it's good. So bad it's good. 
the, the story together is not great. Right but there's so much good. There's so much good that's going on. It doesn't stick together. Bridget Nielsen, go fuck yourself. That's retarded. Why the fuck is she threw off his headphones and left the room? Why is she even there? It doesn't matter. But there's all these great weird scenes. So bad it's good. But you didn't like the first one. <laughs> um, you said so bad it's scary on the first one. That one is a, such a, such a better movie. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Let's They've bring watched it down. like a hundred movies since then. Let's bring it and down. So that just changes things. <laughs> I see where Chris is coming from. I understand. I do not really understand where Aaron's coming from. With, but in the end, he's been, he watched this movie ripping bong rips and he's been drunk this whole time. So I have, know I have where watched it is. twice. I've watched it twice. Are you said both times you're ripping bong <laughs> Not the second time. Okay. I'm sober. Uh, I can't, I hate this fucking movie. Uh, <laughs> I it has nothing to do with the first movie. It's been said it doesn't build on the first one. It doesn't explain why the dean gets his powers. I wish it would have shown him, kind of like hopes getting the powers, building up, doing something. something. We don't have that. We have Jesus Spike rolling around doing <laughs> shit. It's an awful fucking movie. That's it. I did say I didn't like the first one either. At the time, I agree. I say I had, I'm not gonna go back on my word, but between these two, the first one is much, much, much better. The first one is lot. first one is light years better than this one. I will say that, but at the time I did not like the first one, so I have to stand by my original. I'm not going to backtrack. I'm not going to flip flop. So much better. I'm, I agree with you. It is better than this. I'm not saying I would. I think it's a great movie, but it's better than this one. Uh, obviously, I'm saying so bad it's scary as well. This movie is a piece of shit, and it can go fuck itself. You guys Thank are you. bananas. Absolutely, this is the better movie. <laughs> and that, that is a four. That is a four to one vote. Fucking mind, and we're going on. Fucking out back right now, and we're gonna throw down. <laughs> All right, guys, taking off my shirt, Aaron. Before this Let's breaks go. down into complete fisticuffs and, and some gets broken, and man guys. Titties. We were, we'll be back later. Thank you for listening. Thank you for staying nits. long this long. Uh, I know it's a long episode, but thank you for staying. Uh, in the meantime, guys, watch more horror movies and remember to always keep it tight. Tight.